across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Good evening, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative. Thank you, George Galloway. It's uh, I like I like following George more than James because George has the studio very, very cold. James has it quite warm. George has it icy cold, and I like that. Slightly different um, start to the show this evening. You're welcome to call in for the first half an hour or so, but only really if you've got anything to say um, to my first... Well, first, I'm going to, let's be honest, my only guest uh, this evening. Um, let's use the shorthand that you will know him uh, by. It's CJ, formerly of the TV quiz show Eggheads. Absolutely. Nice to see you, CJ. Nice to be here, but we it, it met, is a little cold in here. <laughs> well, this is... I put the heating up three degrees because I didn't think you'd like it as cold as I do. We met... We worked it out. It was 2004. It was on the Radio 4 show Loose Ends. Yep. I was kind of the guest interviewer, and you were on... Well, just plugging eggheads. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just before the second series. Um, it was funny? actually wonderful to come in because I'd listened to Loose Ends for years and there was Ned Sharon in Ned the flesh, Sharon, yeah. in the flesh. So it was great to come on. But I was actually terrified because, I don't know if you remember, but Joe Brand was one of the other guests at the time. Well, who else was on that? Because I don't remember. Um, Joe Brand. Ms Loppy. The, the one Loppy, they were great. Niz Loppy, my dad's got Bruce Bruce Lee or something. Yes, mm. the the um, JCB. JCB, song. yeah. Oh. And Joe Brand was there. I was chatting to her, and I was saying, I'm really nervous about this because I've never met Ned Sherin. I don't know what he's going to be like, but he was lovely. Here's the lovely thing about Ned Sherin, right? And I wish I'd spoken to him more. I wish I knew more about his history than mm. I did. I've since found out. I must have done that half a dozen times with Ned, and this is how old-fashioned he was, and what a gentleman. Every time I did it, the next week I'd get a postcard from him thanking me yeah. for going on the show. Mm-hmm. What a gentleman. Yeah, and when, that, when that arrived, that was absolutely wonderful. Little little signed postcard yeah. from him. No, something you wouldn't expect. Did you get one as I well? I got one. Did yeah. you? Yeah, all the guests got one. What, it was fantastic. Class. And everyone used to, and this was on BBC, this BBC Money, everyone would go down to the pub afterwards. Yep. Mm-hmm. and it, What classy guy. Absolutely wonderful. You will not be getting a postcard from me. You might um, get a tweet. Oh, thanks. Well, I've got a cup of coffee, so I'm happy. <laughs> got a cup of coffee. It's nice to see you again, man. Um, and the reason you're here is because one of my listeners kind of t- atted me and said, I don't know if you've seen that CJ is is, is having a, a bit of bad luck, to put it bluntly, and I just hmm. wondered if you could do anything. And um, quite often when people suggest guests, I don't really have a little... I don't really look, because yeah. I, I, Catherine and I have got a really clear idea of who we want. But I thought, oh, OK, I remember CJ. I remember him being a really nice guy when we met. Um, I'll have a little look. And it didn't take long, didn't take much Googling... No. ...to see the past three or four years have been lousy for you. Before we get to that, yeah. let's just go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, d- 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 what? D- tell, cause you, tell me about you as, a, you as a young man. What was it like? Because you changed your name to CJ. Yeah. You kind of almost created this character. Yeah. Sort mm-hmm. of. So, so, uh, tell me about that. Um, well, I grew up in South Yorkshire. Um, not the most enjoyable of childhoods. I mean, I probably wasn't a very easy child. It was quite difficult, didn't fit in. Yeah. But the people who I was living with, those, the man and woman to whom I was related, yeah. um, never got on with them. Um, should we say my liberal views were somewhat at variance to what they thought. Really? So um, at the age of 17, I left and started sleeping on the streets, and I was homeless and sleeping rough for three years. 
um, in London, Amsterdam, and eventually in Cologne in Germany. When, when you say your liberal views, did they, was it your sexuality that they... Uh, certainly sexuality. Um, let's just say there weren't many... Um, modern ways of looking at right. people of with different coloured skin, oh, um, different right, sexualities, right. lots of things which didn't sit very well yeah. with me, and it wasn't an environment I was happy in. Yeah. So, for me, even though it was a horrible and tough decision to make, I was actually happier sleeping on the streets was than, than it was. That. It was the wow. the preferred option. Yeah. Um, okay, so three years homeless. Yep. How did you turn that around? By uh, a complete stroke of pure luck, um, I was begging outside a bar in Germany on a Friday night. This guy came up to me and said, "Have you ever thought about modelling?" And I thought, <laughs> "I thought, what? Wow. What sort of <laughs> fool are you?" Yes. Um, but um, I thought, well, maybe it's, it's a, a roundabout way of offering me a bed for the night. So I thought, uh, "No, I haven't." But he said, "Well, here's a hundred marks, as it was then. Uh, I've got an office in Dusseldorf. Yeah. If you're interested, come and see me on Monday morning." So Incredible. I spent a little bit of the money on a bed for that night. And I was laughing, not because you're not a good-looking guy, mm. just because it's such a strange it, thing to completely, say to a homeless Completely person. serendipitous, yeah. yes. out of nowhere, yeah. just came up to me, and it turns out it was completely genuine. I went wow. along to his office in Dusseldorf on the Monday morning and stayed with him for four and a half years. Isn't that incredible? Mm. And got work, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I was working pretty much non-stop, um, travelling to some nice places. Now, there are different types of modelling. What kind of modelling? Uh, it was uh, runway work, so okay. just walk, walking up and down wearing nice clothes. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it funny what you can make Com- money doing these completely days? Completely out of the way. <laughs> it's almost as ridiculous as being a professional quizzer, really. <laughs> OK. Uh, the reason I'm kind of just rushing through the early bit of it is because yeah. that's not really what we're here for, but I just think it's good to get a bit of, bit, bit of context. So, OK, so the, then the, the journey from modelling to... Were you, have you always been... You were one of the the better eggheads. You you know you know stuff. Yeah. Um, Have you always been quite? I don't know, bookish or, or you know. Full I of am not just a geek. Stuff. I am king of the geeks. Yes. Um, it was one of the reasons I never really fitted in at school. Um, yeah. I, I was the kid who at twelve had a briefcase. Oh, um, I'm so I sorry. I read encyclopedias for fun. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, I, mean, I, I, I wasn't popular. And no, but I've always had this love of reading of learning yeah I've, I've always said i love learning i don't like being taught yeah so formal education me did not get on i had a really rough time at school yeah um well of course here, well uh, uh, listen i wasn't i was not the the, the nicest kid at school and kids sniff out difference yeah they see difference as weakness they mm. see intelligence to a certain degree as weakness as a threat yeah, yeah completely um and Anybody that dares to stick out for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, is a target. Yeah. You know, I put my little head above the parapet. Yeah, of I, course. I mean, I did the ultimate geeky thing, and I won the school chess championship. I mean, how much of a target did I want to paint on my back? Oh, mate, I, 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 <laughs> start, I started a chess club. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't help, does it? No, and so I mean, I, I got I got through that, but learning and taking in facts was something I always enjoyed. Yeah, and. Because I got onto Eggheads because I, w- I was noticed doing other shows. Um, I think the main as one... As a contestant? Yeah. Um, I was right. a contestant on a few shows, but the main one was The Weakest Link. And I got on there, and the other contestants clearly saw me as a threat, because despite being the strongest link throughout the game, I was the third person voted off. Unlucky. I won it when I was on it, but carry on. But um, <laughs> I... As a true professional, I prepared what I was going to say in my post-game interview, yeah. and I went into a rant. Did you really? Good uh, for you. Um, well done. I said, 
it's pretty obvious they're all idiots. They're all off my Christmas list. I hope they never win another penny. And I hope them, their loved ones, and all their pets die horribly in freak oh yachting God. accidents. Oh, blimey. It was fantastic, and that got me noticed. Right. So they invited me back for a Bad Losers special yeah. for the week's link, which I won. Bad Losers special. <laughs> and <laughs> all of a sudden, all the quiz shows wanted me on as a contestant. Isn't and I that did... funny? There'll be people that'll yeah. be surprised by yeah. that, because people will think that you have to write into a specific show. But, of course, I don't know if it quite works like that now, but back then, hmm. the producers want good, entertaining yes, contestants. Absolutely. And if well, they see you on something doing, you know, being entertaining, they'll grab you. Yeah, I mean, look at all the people who've gone from Big Brother, uh, Alison Hammond, Rylan Clark. Yeah. Well, they've all gone on to have great careers yeah, yeah. purely because they've been picked out because their personality is something different. Yeah. And I think that's what I got. I mean, if I had been chosen, or if I had been in the running to be chosen for Eggheads purely on knowledge, yeah. I wouldn't have had a chance. My only advantage was that I was younger than all the others. Yes. And I had... A fairly gregarious personality. Well, you you are a good-looking man. You fifteen years ago, you were even more good-looking. You, you, you know, you very striking eyes. And uh, the reason I liked you on Eggheads, I don't watch it all the time. But if mm. it's on, it's one of those programs. Oh, Eggheads is on. I'll yeah, watch yeah. it. Yeah. You had an arrogance about you. Oh, absolutely. You had you had this real arrogance and this real sniffiness of. Mm. Of course, I know the answer. Yeah, it was a ridiculous question. Why even? Why are you even wasting my time? There's a wonderful quote that's attributed to the third world chess champion Jose Capablanca, and it's. Um, there's no such thing as modesty when everyone knows how good you are. <laughs> I like it. So you got. So did you have to audition for Eggheads? Nope. Did you? Did they just said we've they got just, this quiz. We want a team of brain boxes, and we want you as, as part of that. That's exactly what happened. Wow. We're starting this new show. Would you like to come in and do um, a read through, an audition? Not an audition, but an audition for the show itself funny, to just yeah. make sure the show gets commissioned. So I went in in January and did a read through in central London, and they didn't hear anything. Yeah. And in March, I went um, what year? abroad, March, what year? 2003. 2003, okay. And then I went abroad for a couple of months, still didn't hear anything, got back, and late July, and I still hadn't heard anything, so I thought, oh, well, that's another thing that's yeah. just fallen by the wayside. And the beginning of August, I got a phone call saying, CJ, remember that read-through you came in for? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's got commissioned. Oh, wonderful, so you'd like me to come and do a rehearsal? No, no, we've done that. We'd like me to come and do the pilot? No, that's happened as well. Well, why are you calling me? We start filming in three weeks, get learning. That's TV. You wait for, for yeah. months and months, nothing, and then it's, are, we, are you free next Tuesday? Absolutely. We're doing it. Yeah. Um, and Eggheads, there was, there was a real glut, late 90s, early 2000s, of, of quiz shows became sexy again, yeah. didn't they? Mm -hmm. with, with The Weakest Link. With, well, I guess Millionaire probably kind of kick-started it, Weakest Link. There are all of these formats, and Weakest Link... I can't remember exactly. Was it a tea time show when it first yes. started? I yeah, think yeah. it was. Mm -hmm. it, it was that slot of half four, five o'clock. We yeah. need something mm -hmm. that is is stimulating. Is stimulates your brain, but isn't too taxing. Those yeah. shows became big, and Eggheads mm -hmm. at the start was a big old show. It took off, didn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, made you all famous. Oh yeah. I mean, here we all are. In terms of episodes, yeah. it's the third longest running British quiz show of all time. Right. In terms of number of episodes. Yeah. Um, it's been going now, what, 16 years? Wow. That's, that's incredible. In yeah. I mean, nearly 2,000 episodes. You can't possibly imagine when you start doing something like that, it's yeah. going to have that kind of tail, that kind of pull, that kind of attraction. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, because it taps into that nerdy jealousy, that fascination with people, and I think one of the reasons it has survived is because it's so cheap to make. Yeah, of course. People love watching it, but it's cheap yeah. to produce. Do you mind talking about it? Because we are going to get to the bit... We'll have a break in a second, but we are going to get to the bit where... Um, well, they screw you over. And is it uncomfortable talking about eggheads? It's an uncomfortable subject, but 
it gave me so much. It yeah. gave me so many opportunities that I would never have otherwise had. I can be uncomfortable and bitter about the way it ended and the way I was treated, but as for the show itself, I've got nothing but respect and nothing but love because it was a wonderful time of my life and it's something I could never have possibly imagined. Good for you. Um, let's take a quick break and then we'll, we'll, um, we'll find out what's been going on in the last few years. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Evening, dear listener. You can give us a call if you want. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've got CJ with us. The reason I'm, I'm not saying your last name, CJ, is because I, I can never remember <laughs> how to pronounce it. Go on. Um, pronounce it how you like. Um, Demui is the correct Demui. pronunciation, but Demui is perfectly fine. Okay, fine. I don't mind. Um, now, listen. We've talked about Aircades. We've talked about the the, the golden years. It it, it 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 kind of started to go wrong. Yeah. Would you say around the time of the autobiography? Or you, the chronology gets a little bit mm-hmm. confusing for me. So you you, you tell your story. Um, the autobiography came out in September two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. No problems whatsoever. Um, book had been out for several months. Things started to go wrong in January two thousand and sixteen. Okay. Um, somebody I thought was a friend um, made a horrible accusation against me and accused me of sexual assault. Right. Um. Eggheads, to their credit, stood firmly behind me. The producer suspended me on the day I was questioned. Okay, okay. And three months later, when I was completely cleared of all suspicion, on that very same day, they fired me. Right, okay. Let's. So, so sorry. What year was it? When? What year was it? You were accused of sexual assault. January two thousand sixteen. Okay. And then three months later, you were completely cleared. Yep. And that is still the case. You have yep. never been... I've never been charged. I was say, n- never even arrested. I was going to say, when you were cleared, so you didn't go into court. It wasn't nope. in court. No, the I was questioned just... by police, but there was an eyewitness account from somebody who was in the room at the time. Right. There was video evidence from the hotel, and there was the results of DNA testing, all of which proved my innocence. Okay. So you're innocent of, that, of, of the innocent. sexual assault you were accused of. Yes. Can you understand? I've worked with the BBC. I, listen, I got the boot from the BBC because I had a yep. go against some right-wing Christians who mm-hmm. were, were homophobic bigots. Yep. You know, Nicky Campbell does the same thing. He gets applauded. <laughs> I, I got the boot. And I dragged Catherine with me. That's by the way. So I, I, I have seen... And yep. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the BBC. Yep. I was so proud to work for it. But I have seen, on a slightly smaller scale how flawed it is and what a dinosaur it can be yeah. and how how people within it can get scared yeah. and rather than deal with an issue they'll just they'll just drop you know wipe their hands of it can you understand why you were suspended they think their audience is far more conservative than it is yeah uh they're so terrified of any hint of Scandal, and this is all on the back of Utree, of course, yeah. which was still very fresh in people's minds at the time. Um, but I think the fact that, yes, okay, they suspended me while the investigation was going on. I understand why they did it. I felt a little hurt they did. Of course, because you knew you were innocent. I knew I was completely innocent. But, okay, fine. But it was right in the middle of a filming block. Okay. Uh, it was a two-week filming block in the middle of it. And they sent me home and didn't allow me to do the second week of filming. Well, did, what, what happened? How, did, did, did you just kind of get collared in your dressing room and they said, uh, we don't need you today? What happened? Yes. Um, the accusation was on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, I was taken uh, to the police station on the Sunday night, held there and questioned the early hours of Monday morning, went into the BBC on the Monday morning. The producer came in and said, not today. You'll have to go home. You're suspended. Let's go back ever so slightly. How, how did the police get... Did, they, did you get a knock at the door? Uh, they were wait- they 
I went back to my hotel uh, in the on the Sunday evening, and my room hadn't been made up, and I didn't know why, so I went down to reception to ask them. And they said, oh, yes, we'll go and make it up in a minute. Obviously, the police had told them not to make up the room in case there was evidence there, and they just came in and um, detained me in the lobby of the hotel. Yeah. What was that like? That must have... Uh, well, I, what was that like? Um... It was very confusing because I was just sitting there waiting. My friend um, was up in the room. I was just sitting there waiting for them to attend to the room. The two police officers came in and said, would you like to come over here? I said, what's it about? No, just come over here. They took me over to one side and they said, this man has accused you of sexual assault. And I was stunned and devastated, as you mm. would be. Mm. Um, and I was in a state of shock. And they took me up to the room because I had to go and get a couple of things. Two police officers were already up there questioning my friend uh and then they took me to the station and locked me up in a cell and kept me there for several hours and then questioned me about 2 a.m i i i cannot begin to imagine what that must be like I, the word that's the words that spring to mind are humiliating frustrating upsetting um I was, I think, too shocked to be anything else, right, really. Okay. Um, but the the experience of being locked in a police cell for several hours wasn't yeah. enjoyable. Um, and I was just so astounded. Um, they let me go at 3 a.m. because I said, look, I've got nothing to hide. You ask me what you want. Yeah. Um, I had to walk back to the hotel, which was a bit disorientated because I had no idea where I was. Um, got back to the hotel about 4.30, had three hours sleep. Went to work the next went day. Went to went into the BBC a few hours later, and the producer just came to my dressing room and said, "Sorry, look, we're having to send you home. You're suspended. You can't do the next week's filming." Here's where we might slightly disagree. I can sort of understand a suspension until yes, I can, I, I agree. Why? I, and I, I know it means you know Paul Paul Gambaccini, of course, is, mm -hmm. is the, perhaps one of the most famous ones. I mean, he didn't work, I think, for eighteen months or two years. Right, really good, interesting book about it. Didn't work for eighteen months or two years because the whole legal system can drag on and on and yeah. on and on. Mm -hmm. And and while it's unfair that anyone should lose money for a false accusation, I can kind of understand why it would be done. Yeah. But three months later, so relatively, I'm mean, sure it seemed like a lifetime for you, but in, in, in comparison to a lot of other false accusations, Cliff Richard and, mm. and, and Gambaccini and a few others, three months is actually quite a short... That's only because we, uh, my solicitor pressured them. It was going to take quite a bit longer. Wow, and my wow, solicitor okay. pressured them and said, right, come on, let's get this sorted out. Oh, good, um, for, good for him. And or her. they did, but here's, here's, what's your evidence? Oh, there isn't any. In fact, everything points to your innocence. Um, you got an eyewitness report, video evidence, and we took um, his boxer shorts for DNA testing. N no evidence whatsoever. You're innocent, completely cleared. That's it. And so you were never charged? Nope. You, had you gone in for questioning again in nope. that three months? It was nope. just that one night? One time. Wow. So never charged, questioned once, three months of, of, of insecurity and being unaware of what's going on, mm -hmm. and then the police said... As far as we can, as far as we can see, you're innocent. There's, yep. no, there's no evidence to back this up. Absolutely. You're free to get on with your life. Yeah. Yes. On that very day, my manager received an email from Eggheads: "You're fired." See, that's insane, because uh, you know, at, at, at that moment when there's nothing, mm -hmm. you know, it's there's nothing. It's a phantom. Surely yeah. they go, they take you out for lunch. One would imagine. 
take you out for lunch, say, look, really sorry, hope you understand why we did it, hope there's no hard feelings, we'd love to invite you back if you want to come and work with us. But no, you got, you got a message saying, we're done. They and they didn't even contact me personally. It was no, sent, of course sent from not. An, oh, no, an email sent to my manager. Don't do that. They're cowards. Um, yeah, I can understand the suspension. I was furious about the firing, and then they gave the statement saying, "Oh, we were just refreshing the lineup," but all they did was fire me, and the timing was apparently purely coincidental. It was just a pure coincidence. It was on the very day I was cleared. Catherine, we we, we know this BBC bollocks, don't we? We know we've heard these lines before. I'm laughing just because it's it's so familiar yeah. through what we went through. I, I'm not laughing at your situation mm. at all. Um, that must have been that must have been inf- infuriating. Incandescent with rage. Yeah, I think I it was the phrase I used. I bet. I yeah, bet. I wasn't happy. Uh, and have, you, have, have the producers ever spoken to you? No. Nope. Uh, the only contact I've had with anybody from Eggheads since then was about two weeks later, one of the panellists mm. contacted me to say, with regret, we have been told not to contact you ever again. Oh, mate. So I've had no contact with anybody, even people on the panel who I thought were my friends. Not one of them has contacted me in the three years since. Uh that's that sucks. I'm really sorry. That is that's more polite language than I use. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and I know that you're. I can. I can feel the 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 rage as you're telling this. I appreciate you kind of holding your holding your tongue <laughs> a little bit. That is. Um, that's awful. And of course, with, with things like this, when it's rolling contracts, when yep. it's uh, contracts, you know, the, what people don't understand with jobs like this, it was a zero hours contract. Right. I was guaranteed guaranteed no work. Of course. And you know. My, with contracts like this, if they wanted to sack me, they just don't renew the contract. You know, yes. that's the way they don't renew the contract. So you can't really say, oh, I've been sacked, because technically you haven't. But, you yeah. know, it's... So they played that game. All right. Um, but you... Okay, so so the sexual assault yeah. happened, but didn't happen. There was nothing. Yeah. Okay. But then you, you'd murdered someone. This is fun, this bit, isn't it? <laughs> You've murdered someone. Now, this I, I'd missed the sexual assault story, okay? Yep. And, and I was really surprised when I read this last week. But I remember, and this is, and I'm ashamed of this, because, but this is how, how news works. I remember you murdering somebody. Yeah. Because that was a big story. And admitting to it. And admitting to it yeah. in a book. Mm. But, of course, that's not what happened. And I'm really ashamed that I didn't dig deeper the first time around because I had that in my head. Yeah. So why don't you tell us what happened there? Um, in about September 2017, I came back from Cape Town and I was arrested at Heathrow Airport. Uh, I was taken to a uh, police station, jailed overnight, and then taken to Westminster Magistrates Court the next day. Um, what had happened was a European arrest warrant had been issued for me because in my book, I had admitted, I had written in my autobiography that I thought I killed somebody in Amsterdam. This was a mugger who attacked me with a knife, and I wrote in my book that I thought I murdered him. Yeah. A European arrest warrant was wish- issued on that basis, and I was jailed and taken to court about this. There's only one slight problem with the whole thing, and that's it's all complete bollocks. <laughs> Nowhere in my book does it say anything like that. I never wrote those words. They don't appear anywhere in the book. Somebody made it up. Somebody changed my Wikipedia page and, and a Dutch journalist apparently read this, passed it on to the Dutch prosecutor who issued the arrest warrant. The police arrested me and I was taken to court. But the prosecutor, the journalist... 
the press, the judge and the police, not one of them bothered to spend two minutes looking into the book to see it wasn't true. I have the quote that was, that was doing all the rounds in the yep. newspapers, and this is what, of course, I read. Please. Right, so this is the, this is the, 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 the bit lifted from your book, and then we're going to go to the actual page. Mm-hmm. So this is from your book, apparently. I was in a phone box, and this old guy, obviously a massive drug user, came up behind me with a knife in his hand. He told me to turn around, open my bag, and give him whatever was inside. I punched him so hard in the face, knocked the knife out of his hand and threw him in the canal. I fully suspect I killed him. I've no idea what happened to him. I remember reading that. Yes. Um, So do lots of people. Yeah. I don't remember writing it. (laughs) And it wasn't until we were chatting on Twitter and someone said, yeah, all right, CJ, you murdered someone. And you went, well, actually, here's the page in my book that I read what happened. And, yeah, you tell a story about being by, you know, getting mugged yep. by mm-hmm. a drug user. Yep. Um, uh, so, so you get to, this, this is from the actual book. I completely snapped, dropped the phone and flew at him in fury. He didn't expect this reaction and was immediately thrown into terror. I grabbed the knife, tossed it into the water and started to thump him. I screamed the entire time, allowing all my frustration and hurt to flood out. I couldn't help myself, but doubt that I even wanted to. He'd tried, however meekly, to mug me at knife point and I was just defending myself. Of course, this is ludicrous, as the gentlest of slaps would have got rid of him. Once unarmed, he'd hardly be a threat to anyone else, but my assault continued until I half-punched, half-pushed him into the canal. Trembling with rage and with fists still tightly clenched, I'm ashamed to say I walked away. I didn't give this sorry creature another thought. That's what it says in the book. Not a word about punching him in the face, not a word about thinking I killed him. I did not write those words. They do not exist. Completely, completely different. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah. Um, and that quote that was in all the papers and is still online... And the that, BBC published. The BBC published. That was because someone updated your Wikipedia page. Yeah. That quotation appears on the European arrest warrant. Wow. Yeah. So so a Dutch prosecutor, what, they saw it and went, we got we got to get this guy because there's an unsolved murder or something? What happened was there was a Dutch writer who maybe purely coincidentally had a book out about previous murders in Amsterdam. He claims that a journalist uh, pointed him towards the Wikipedia page. So he told the prosecutor, the prosecutor issued the warrant. Okay. So- so maybe it was in his interest. Maybe he sold a few copies of his book. So when you're but, in court, mm-hmm. and they did they read out that that section? You or did no. they? They didn't. They didn't nope. say that to you. No. Nope. Okay. Um, so how did this proceed then? Uh, basically, I was told to stay quiet, uh, and the judge then asked me to stand up after a few minutes and said. Well, in view of the fact there's no actual evidence and you have admitted to this in your book, I said, excuse me, may I just stop you there? And I said, I didn't. I didn't write it. These aren't my words. It doesn't appear anywhere in the book. And the whole thing, the whole court was thrown into the confusion. They stopped the... They listened to you. They listened to me, but um, the whole thing was over in a few minutes. They retained my passport and I was just free to go. Right. Uh, and but then, no one said, look, can we, can we come back after lunch? Can someone pop down to Waterstones oh, no, no. and go and... No, of course not. None of that. Um, and a couple of days later, um, the whole thing was dismissed because apparently the court got a letter from the Dutch prosecutor saying they were dropping the case due to 
in quotations, basic and embarrassing errors. So that they're saying, without saying it, they ballsed up. They, yes. they went on a rumour instead of actually, actually looking at the Actually, we didn't bother to look at it, but we, now we have, oh, we cocked up. Well, but don't worry about CJ, he'll, he'll be fine. Yeah, 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 don't worry about the, the, the huge trauma that we've, yeah. we've, we've caused an innocent the man. The fact he was, he was jailed and splashed over the front pages of the papers claiming he'd murdered somebody. Was there somebody. ever any apology in any of the papers? I've had an apology from nobody. Really? About anything. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry because I'm kind of I'm not papers, but I'm kind of part of this machine. Yeah, and and I believed it. I believed that I didn't believe you'd murdered somebody, but I I I believed that that was the quote yeah. from the book. Yeah, I yeah. didn't believe you'd killed someone. I, I thought it was a, it was a quite a, you know a, a, a dramatic quote, and that the papers were building a story around it. But I believed that that was the quote from yeah, the yeah. book, and yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening today will be surprised. Yeah, yeah. that you never wrote those words. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's. Several, you know, the the job, the sexual assault that wasn't, the murder that wasn't. That's three huge things to happen in a comparatively short space of time. Yeah. Um, what's happened since, CJ? It's got worse. Go on. <laughs> um, in um, twenty seventeen, I made a reference and named the person who had sexually assault uh, accused me of sexual assault. Yeah. Um. I was legally entitled to do that. Because the alleged assault took place in Scotland, which isn't covered by the England and Wales Sexual Offences Act, this person did not have anonymity, so I was perfectly legally entitled to Why name him. Why did you decide to do that, if you don't mind Because i had still been facing non-stop criticism, non-stop abuse, uh, people just accusing me of it all the time. And, frankly, I wanted some justice. Yeah, OK. Um, I still hadn't had any closure, I still hadn't had any apology, and I'd lost everything. Mm. Um, I'd lost my job, my livelihood, my career, my health, as you know, is failing, and I was unemployable. Mm. Um, somehow, he managed to find a solicitor, um, don't know how he found this solicitor, but willing to represent him on a no-win-no-fee basis. Now, this solicitor, Freeths in Birmingham, they took this case. Now, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but the one of the head solicitors there who has taken on celebrity cases in the past and given press interviews. Again, maybe it's just a coincidence, but happens to have the same surname as the producer who suspended me from Eggheads. Okay, now this is... Let let me interrupt you, because they're obviously not here to defend themselves, but but this is kind of a thread that I think I picked up, and maybe maybe I've, I've read too much into this. The thread that I think I've picked up is that you possibly believe that there is... I'm going to say the C word, CJ. There's a conspiracy against you, is that... I would Close. think I would think there's certainly something going on behind the scenes. Really? Yeah. Well, can I ask what make cause, because because from listen, I don't know the full story. Mm. From where I am, I can see some really really bad decisions, I can see some really really bad luck, and I can see some huge cock-ups. Mm. I personally I can't see a conspiracy. What makes you th- what makes you think that there is? The this solicitor's freaths have pursued me for the last year and a half. First of all, for uh, damages, claiming that I caused distress and lost the their client. Um, now, um, in about September 2018, I ran out of what money I had. I had to beg on social media for people to give me money yeah. for uh, pay for legal fees, but I had to declare myself bankrupt. My solicitor and I told this told Freeths right at the beginning, I have no money. Yeah. I have no income. For the last 
as it was two years then, I've been surviving on a monthly payment of disability living allowance and nothing else. I yeah. survive on one um, state benefit. I have no money, I have no income, no savings, no assets, I've got nothing. But they continue to pursue me. Mm. I declared bankruptcy last year, mm. and they still have pursued me. They've put in a claim of £100,000 against my estate. All I've got left is m the interest in my house. Mm. Now, even if they, as they are trying to force now, they managed to get the trustee who's taken over my bankruptcy to force the sale of my house, to making me and my husband homeless. Yeah. All they will ever get back, the maximum they can get back is £40,000, I would say. But by their own even conservative estimate, they've spent 120000 Right, OK. So they have pursued me for three years, no, uh, for two years, knowing they're going to lose at least seventy or £80,000. Yeah. Why would they do that? Why would anybody willingly lose yeah. high tens of thousands of pounds if there wasn't something of some reasoning or somebody supporting okay. them behind it? I have to say, uh, because they're not here and because they're a legal firm, they can sue my ass, um, that if anybody from this legal company, maybe let's not mention their name again, but if anyone from the legal company wants, ever wants to come on and put forward their side of the story or wants to send me a statement, I would be very, very happy to have a look at that and read that out, of course. And I'm just, you know, yeah, just of course, to flag please. up, we're only getting your side of the story of at the moment. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Um... What's wrong? What's wrong with you? What's your health? What's going on there? Um, as has been uh, documented a few years ago, I had um, a very large tumour removed from my mouth. Um, so I have had uh, another cancer scare since then. Yeah. Um, but uh, my doctor also um, wanted to sign me off sick from absolutely everything and tell me to give me permanent bed rest because the the last year and a half has taken such a detrimental toll on me. Um, he said he was really worried about me. Mm. I've told him, no need to worry, I'm fine, I'm yeah. fine. Um, we smile through what we can, so we just we just keep going. But, yeah, I mean, I have issues. I have to say the only thing that's kept me going in the last year and a half especially is running. I'm a very keen runner, and that's kept oh, me God. healthy and happy. Good luck with that, man. <laughs> You're on your own, CJ. But, um, yeah. Um, the stress so has got to you, though. I've seen it. I've seen... The stress isn't doing much yeah. for me, yeah. Yeah. I've lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I was, I, what me and Kath said is we came in, you look thin. Yeah. I, I put that down to the training, but um, I think that's probably being generous. Yeah. So what's next? What, what's... No, no one... You were saying on, uh, on Twitter again, no one's interested in the story. No, no one cares, it would appear. Yeah. We, we genuinely interested. You know, like I say, when I looked into it a bit, it was like, oh, OK, this is, this is obviously... Mm. Um, some injustice has happened here. Um, At the moment, I'm fighting to save my house. It's the only asset I've got. Um, and all it is is my half of the equity in the house and my half of what the house is worth above its mortgage. The way it works is, with a creditor, even one that's an unsecured um, claim put against my estate, if that goes to court, the trustee can force the sale of the house just to get their hands on that money. But here's something I didn't realise until recently. Not only is a trustee a government employee who is paid, mm. they also get a commission on any of the monies and assets they seize, mm. and they can be funded and have their expenses paid by one of the creditors. It's a great life, isn't it? It's wonderful, isn't it's it? So. Life. The, for example, any of the creditors, let's say, I don't know, out purely hypothetically, a solicitor, could pay the trustee's fees, mm. and then the trustee could impartially look at their claims and say, oh, yes, I'll allow this, because if it goes through, then I'll get mm. commission from that as well. Um, listen, we're going to move on in a minute, but you, you, you turn to acting. Yes. Uh, you, you've won awards for acting. You're uh, an award-winning actor. I am, yes. <laughs> um, 
but but no one's touching you because you're CJ, formerly of Eggheads, accused of sexual assault. You, yeah, there's all of the, the murderer. There's all of that shadow. The thing is, hanging over you. When even the little hint of sexual assault, yeah. so that's panto out of the window. Of no chance of ending doing anything like that. Um, any other big shows, they can't employ me because there's the baggage around. A couple mm. of years ago. I actually um, went for a couple of meetings with ITV to do uh, to do with the chase. Um, oh, that would have been my dream job. Doing the chase would have been fantastic, but unfortunately, since all this has blown up, I there's They're no chance of me working. Well, even if even if they would, I don't think I would feel comfortable going on the chase while this is still hanging over me right, because yeah. I wouldn't want to in any way damage the brand. Yeah. Um, in my humble opinion, the chase is the premier quiz show around at the moment. Yeah. Um, they couldn't be involved with me, and I wouldn't want to be involved with them until this is finished. If I can get my life back, then maybe I'll give them a call. <laughs> Do you think you get your life back? Are you optimistic? You must be, to keep plodding on, to come on here and tell this story, to go on Twitter and tell your story. There must be some, some optimism that you're, you're clinging to. The reason I tell my story is because I've got nothing to hide. Yeah. I'm telling the truth. Everything I've said, I can prove. I have done nothing wrong. I've written nothing wrong. I've said nothing wrong. I've broken no law, committed no offence. But even when on social media I do my little upbeat, inspiring videos every morning, you do it to try and help other people. There are always people who are worse off than you. And for the time being, I've still got a roof over my head, which is far more than a lot of people have got. Just very quickly, a few people are saying, well, why doesn't he sue? If they've been, You need money to sue. If, if I could sue, yeah, you need money if to I could sue. sue, I would do. But yeah. to sue the son is hundreds of thousands yeah. of pounds. Of course, I'd win if I did. Yeah. But a even a conservative estimate is 150 grand to sue yeah. any newspaper. I'd love to sue, but it costs money and I don't have any. I'm bankrupt. <laughs> hey, listen, man, um, I, I want you to... I don't want you to think that, that all of the media is against you. You, you know, I, the, the, I, I buy all of your story. Mm -hmm. The conspiracy thing, I can see how someone against yeah, yeah. who's battled against it for three, four years would think that. I, I don't see a conspiracy, and I hope that you, you, you get the impression that by being invited on this show, and this yeah. is going to go out as a podcast on Monday, that not everyone in the media is against you. You yeah. know, you've got, listen, you've got a friend here. If, if the story develops, you're very, very welcome to come back, CJ. I think Thank you're a you. good man. Thanks, mate. I think you've had a, a, a lousy time. I think you've been treated appallingly. I think sexual assault accusations have to be investigated. But once it is shown, it's proven there is nothing, then I think the person who is accused is should be welcomed back with open arms, if that's appropriate, and should be, you know, apologised to and should be put exactly in the position they were in before those accusations happen. And it's it's one of the many failings of the BBC that they haven't done that. All I can you. say is the last three years have been hell. I've lost everything, job, career, livelihood, reputation, absolutely everything. I've lost a lot of weight, but at least my cheekbones look fabulous. You look great, CJ. Hey, it's so nice to see you. Come back in, man, and let Thanks, us know mate. if anything happens. Yep. Um, we'll carry on the show. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, well, that was amazing, wasn't it, Catherine? Yeah, nice it, to see you in the studio. Welcome back. It really was, and um, it shows how easily something that you half read in the newspaper can, yeah. can imprint on the brain. Fake news. He was, the, the, they were doing fake news before Trump was, was, was doing it. That I, I'd read that. I never thought he'd murdered somebody, but I remember the line about I punched him in the canal and I, I thought I'd killed him. Yeah. And I remember this, the papers 
conflating it into he's murdered someone. Yeah, and then you see he's arrested, yeah. and then you don't follow it up. You know, that I think line was never in the book. It never existed except he, on Wikipedia. Here's the thing: because he's the guy from Eggheads, right? That's what captures the imagination, yeah. and that's what people read, and then they move on. It's not like he is, you know, uh, a big movie star or something like yeah. that. So that little drop, that yeah. little seed gets sown, and it never gets corrected. I can't remember. Hang on a minute. Was it Carrie who put... Carrie? Yes. Was it you that put me in touch with CJ? Yeah. Oh, mate, thank you. Because no, when you did that, I sighed because I hate it when people at potential guests and I was like, oh, bloody hell, because quite often we, well, we, we never take them. Um, but, 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 just this once, Kerry, don't anyone else do it, just this once, thank you, because I did, <laughs> I did click on it and I did read, you know, a couple of his slightly ranty tweets and then I did, thank God, make the effort to go and Google for 15 minutes and go, yeah. ah, no, right, there is actually something here so thank you Kerry what, what, what how come you were so uh, you were aware of it um, well uh, there's, a, there's a couple of connections I wanted to say hello to him actually and I've missed him He's but gone. never mind I've never oh no don't worry I've never spoken to him directly I've only spoken to him virtually as you do in this day and age but I mean I'm from South Yorkshire I'm from Sheffield uh, I'm an Eggheads fan um you know I read his biography I did an Amazon review for him on uh <laughs> you know uh, of his autobiography yeah. and then when it all blew up I've sort of just been a follower of his and he's such a lovely man I mean yeah. the bit he hasn't told you and I don't know whether he can still hear this but he spends every single Christmas day giving out sleeping bags, hats yeah. scarves you know, to the homeless people yeah. in, in and around London or wherever he is at Christmas, yeah. he did it in Birmingham, Birmingham I think this year you know, and my heart just bleeds for him. He's such a he's such a lovely man, and I wish he could get some justice and some peace and closure. And here's the thing: you know, the, I mean, the, I, the BBC, the BBC, ain't never going to admit they made a mistake. They no. won't. They don't. They just don't because they're this big old dinosaur. You know, we're friends with yeah. Tony Blackburn, and Tony Blackburn got screwed over right, big yeah. time. Um, and he was accused of stuff that, that never, never, never happened. And so the BBC had to let him go. Now, here's the thing, right? The BBC have never publicly apologised for what they did to him. But they knew they'd made a mistake. And six months later, they gave him some really, really... They, they started hiring him again. Mm. But they never came out and said, you know what? That thing with that, we made a big mistake and we're really sorry. They just quietly hired him But again. Tony would never make a fuss about no. something like that because he's a pro... And and they get it wrong, yeah. they get it wrong, they get it wrong. They got it wrong with me on a much smaller scale. They got it wrong with Tony on a big scale. And they've obviously got it wrong with CJ. But those decisions are made by 12 people yeah. of a yeah. massive organisation and 12 people who will never discuss it with anyone else again. And there'll be a paper trail that no one will ever see until it's too late. It's just, it, it, it's so easily done. It's too easily done. What's breaking my heart, though, is that he can't work at all doing anything. And that's... That's really the thing that's upsetting me about it, you know, because he's, he wants to work, he wants to do anything, he doesn't care what it is, he just wants to work, earn money, you know, keep his life going. Yeah, and it does. I, I've got... oh, I, I, well, God. listen, Kerry, hopefully, hopefully, I was saying to this when, the, when we were off air, hopefully this is maybe, you know, it could go two ways. One, he, this is the only interview he does, or two, and hopefully, fingers crossed, this is kind of the first step towards some yeah. kind of... 
I don't know, image rehabilitation, you know, because that's what it is, yeah. his image. He's not done anything. It's the, the, the perception mm-hmm. of him. I you knew know, that you and Kath would, would pick it up. I knew him. When I saw that tweet for him, that he'd, he'd contacted all these different people, and, they, and I thought, I know yeah. two people who will at least give him a, a listen. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Kerry. I, I didn't think, I, you know, I, having read the story, and, 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 and I, 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 I did interview him 14 years ago, and he's a good storyteller. I didn't think it was going to be as riveting as that, and it was, it was... You know, I don't want to make light of it, but it was it was a great lesson, and fingers crossed it will head in the right direction. Thanks so much, Kerry. I really no appreciate worries. it. Thanks a lot. No bye bye. There we go. Um, I'm just we'll, we'll we'll take some calls after eleven. I just need to let that sink in. Yeah. Uh, I just need to let that sink in. That's um, uh, and throw a bit of cancer into the mix as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's as if it could get it's any awful. worse. It's absolutely awful. Um, like, I, and I do have to say again, he mentioned a legal firm. That legal firm isn't here to, to to kind of put forward their side of the case. I'm fully aware we're just getting his side of the story, particularly around that the, the, the bankruptcy and the, the you know the pursuing and stuff. Uh, if that legal firm. If you want to get in touch, we'd happily have a member of your team on air. We'd very happily read a statement if that's what you wanted to do. More than happy to give you the right to reply if you feel that you've been in any way hard done by. Um, but, the, I mean, the sexual assault to one side, it's the, the BBC, the BBC, man. It's like when, 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 Gambaccini, we, when Gambaccini was found innocent, the BBC should have been throwing roses at his feet saying, right, OK, you've got all your jobs back that you, you had before. What else do you want? And it should have been this, you know, at the very least of him, you take him out for a lunch and say, look, OK, hope you understand why we did it. We'd love to have you back if you'd come back. Would you consider it? That's what they need. That's it. it, it Outrageous. Yeah, because it doesn't cover, it doesn't account. You know that it's procedure, right? Yeah. And the suspension is procedure while it's investigated. And, of course, no one would ever contest that that's necessary. CJ mm. didn't. And I'm sure the other guys involved in, in various investigations wouldn't either. But I do think sometimes some people are more expendable than others. Of course they are. Of course they are. And like the, the reputation damage that was done by irresponsible reporting, you know, lifting something from Wikipedia and not checking it. Yeah, there was a book. Was the book was there. Book. Have a look at it. You know, the fact is, if that was someone more powerful, more prominent, some like I say, like a movie star or someone yeah. like that, that story would have been followed and that story would have been checked better. Um, thank you, CJ. And you, I don't think you're near us now. He's in a cab on the way to the train station. But I really appreciate that. Thank you, Kerry. And thanks for all the, the all the lovely treats, tweets. It's very rare that we get a guest on, and th- there's not one snarky tweet. You know, it, that, that doesn't happen. There's always one going. This is boring. Who's this idiot? Not one. All in support. Thank you. Bill, stay there. You'll be the first caller after 11. Normal service resumes, dear listener. Back to the nonsense and the silliness. Uh, oh, the, We've got one call lined up. It, it, I don't think we can stretch that for two hours, particularly not when it's just Bill and Leighton. Jokes, Bill. Bants. Oh, 0344... Four nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can come on about anything. I'm, although I am considering banning Brexit again because it's boring. This is the late night alternative every weeknight from ten o'clock with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle only on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
this song is. You know this song? I've heard it before. Julian Cope, Trampoline. Uh-huh. Oh, man. His books. There's two books. What's the what are the two books? Head 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 on, turn on, turned on, tuned on. I can't read the first one anymore because it's just all about him taking drugs. It's very very funny. It's about him and his wife just taking acid every day and watching the monkeys. I can't read it now because I find that stuff triggering. But I remember reading it when I was it. That was my world, and I found it funny. The other big Julian Cope solo single, not Teardrop Explodes, please. The other big Julian Cope solo hit, not. Reward by the teardrop explodes. I'm talking about this. Here we go. What's this rubbish? Hang on. Oh, this is live. We don't want live. We don't want live. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. We don't want live. Who wants who wants live? You know this. This is a great song. This is a great song. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's go to Bill. Let's just let's let, let's do this. Good evening, Bill. Hello, Ian. Hello, Cass. How are you? Hello, Billiam. We're, no, we're, we're a billion, we're a billion times, billion times better for hearing your voice, young lady. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. You're welcome. Some people say that. Oh, old man. Some people say welcome. Yeah, Alan Partridge. No, but some real people say welcome. Oh, why? Welcome. 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 Because it's well it and very, very Chinese. Um, okay, veering into racism. Let's skip from that. Yeah, he's you, not wrong, though. Now, oh, okay. stop it. Hey. Stop. Anyway, sorry, Bill, you wang. What can we do for you? Hey. <laughs> Come on, guys. He's okay, got something he okay. wants to get off his chin. Let's hear it. All right, no, yes, man. This, this is actually a serious call, Ian. Okay, the, the first hour of your show, uh, CJ, oh, my God. that um, Some story, huh? Literally, this, this call, I've been... Literally, I've been thinking about it all day it's okay. about something you mentioned last night oh yeah go on um and i've worked out that i need to be as not vague but you know less uh what's the word libel stuff like that so bear with me all okay. right so you're just going to be a bit careful you be a bit careful and we've got a dump button pump. here we're all good yeah, no 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 we've it's, got you covered words i've um it's it's, it's more of a subject matter. I'm not going to go into anything that's going to shake too many feathers. Okay. Ruffle. Basically, you mentioned someone who is an acquaintance of mine, but he was best friends with a relative of mine who's okay. now deceased. Yes, okay. Uh, Brian. Oh. Harvey. Okay, yes, Brian Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was having a, a lousy time last night, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I read in the paper yeah. that he's been hospitalised. Okay. And that's what I'm worried about. It's it's all a little bit fishy. Okay, go on. Why, in what way do you think? I think, obviously, he's had what I'm not going to mention, the other um, court case. Okay, don't mention him. any court cases, but yeah, go on. No, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. No. I'm not going to mention no details. No. 
it just seems like he's being censored. That's that's the roundabout way of saying it. And I don't believe he's suicidal from what I know of him. Okay, okay. Um, um, and this is the only forum that will, you know, I respect your forum. Um, well, no, listen, because I, like, like I said, I spoke to Brian. I don't even remember. Yeah, it. Well, maybe yeah, it was a it was, year ago, eight months ago. I don't know. And I've lost his phone number. It was, it was August last year August, when it, it right. all kicked off. Um, and I've lost his phone number. So when I saw he was struggling last night, I wanted to WhatsApp him. That's how we were generally communicating, apart from one phone call. But somehow during the the phone, I've, I've changed phones and I've lost his... I didn't save his number. I just had it as a WhatsApp conversation. That conversation's gone. Still got his email, so I did send him an email last night just saying, Brian, are you all right? Is there anything I can do to help? That's the least I could do as a human being. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. Uh, and he was... When I spoke to him in August, he was he was convinced that there was... Um, um, I don't want to say the word conspiracy because then that makes people go, oh, right, a conspiracy, you say. It's but delicate, it's delicate. It's delicate, isn't it? But he was convinced that the media was against him, that the partic- particularly Murdoch media was against him. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, I won't even mention Murdoch or No, 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 like I mean, Mur- Murdoch's, listen, Murdoch's our boss, right? And I would have, I, I, I would have very that. happily, I, I would have very happily had Brian in the studio on the phone telling his side of the story, He and he chose not to, and I completely respect that, and I totally uh, got why. But you're saying that... a few months ago, I, um, I mentioned it, and you, you said, to be fair to you, you said the same thing, and I respect, I respect your forum, but I also respect your employers. Yeah, yeah, well, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, but so you're it's saying that... You're saying that you, I mean, you don't think he was. Su- I, I, I don't know the full no. details. I've not read a lot of the. I've stories. got the Metropolitan Police statement. Let's have the let's have the state the police statement, and then we can, yeah. we can kind of so, have a look so at this that. Is, this is what they're saying, sure. according sure. to theguardian.com. Um, approximately 18:09 on Thursday, 21st of March, police were alerted to a man threatening self-harm. Officers sub- subsequently attended and addressed in Walthamstow to complete a welfare check. Following a mental health assessment at hospital, the man has been taken into police custody, where he remains. He did not suffer any injuries. It's, knowing him how I know him, yeah. he's quite a strong-minded guy. Yeah. Um, a lot of, strong, um, lot of strong, mind, strong-minded guys do take their own lives. Of course, of yeah. course. I, you've been there, I've been... Obviously, we've not done it, but no, we've, we've veered near that narrative. Um, no, it's just... I smell a rat, there's... He has a lot of information, let's just say. Oh, he was telling um, me a lot about um, uh, about paedophiles, celebrity paedophiles, and it, I think he does. I think he does actually have a lot of information yeah, about something I'm, like that. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even going to go there. I um, it's someone personal to me who's my relative. Yeah. Um, I don't mind telling Kath or someone after this call off the air just to enlighten you personally. That's okay, you don't need I'll... to, man. You keep, you keep your cards as close to your chest as you want. Yeah, you know, yeah, right? no, what it is, I don't want to disrespect the forum, no. do you know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pay liberties. It's a good name for the show. We should change it to The Forum. The Forum with Ian and Cass. The Late Night Forum. It sounds like some American thing. I like it. But so hang on, when <laughs> no, was it, can I ask, when was the last time you spoke to Brian? It was back in probably the autumn, September, October. Oh, okay, so, so, so fairly recently. Thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, it is, it's more my family member who's now deceased. If you've, I'm sure you've read it somewhere along the line. It's something to do with the news of the world. It's something to do with a sting. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know the story. I know the story. Yeah, yeah. From around 2002. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy involved in that is my relative. He's now, um, he had an unfortunate accident around four, two, three years ago now. Right. 
is a yeah. young man, God bless him. Um, yeah, so it was proved to be a setup. Um, I just think this is a way of shutting him up, basically. I think it's just strange how it's all come along because he's been doing stuff on YouTube, um, other YouTubers. Why is he not? I, 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 I'm going to stop in a minute, Bill, because I do feel sli- slightly uncomfortable second-guessing what may or may not have been going on when we haven't heard from him. And I hope no, you understand that. Yeah, but was he not streaming... That th- the saying that he wanted to self-harm, he wanted to take his own life, was that not the thing that he was actually... There is video footage of him doing that. That's it's, what alerted the authorities. It's and all th- been deleted. I've, I've not seen it, right. oh, well, to be fair. OK, OK. Well, was, was, if, if hey, have, listen. please tell me. Hey, well, no, hey, listen. We got, after talking to CJ and how stuff can get passed around very quickly that yeah. isn't true... You're right, Bill, to kind of pull us up on a little bit of footage that actually we haven't seen. And do you know what else I found disturbing yesterday? Hang on, Bill. Hang on, Bill. Hang on, Bill. Something else I found disturbing yesterday is that people were um, contacting Daniela Westbrook, who's got problems of her own, uh, as if you know somehow she was going to swoop in and, and and save the situation. And again, yeah, based on footage that most people. I'm assuming some people might have seen it, but yeah, we, I haven't been able to verify it. By the time I was alerted to it, it had gone. Mm, he's right. The thing is, him and Dan Edwards-Brook, they're not on the greatest of terms. Yeah. They've hardly spoken in years. Also, she was saying she just got out of a, out of rehab and she's not in a great place, so it's it's tormenting, you know. All right, Bill, listen, I'm going to move on, just because I... Not not because this is some great Murdoch censorship thing. Can I sing a song off the subject for you before I go? Yeah, please do, mate, thank you. Let's enlighten it. Sorry? I'm not enlightening it, lighten it up, sorry. Okay, <laughs> I'm not enlightening it. Bill's going to enlighten us. Jeez. <laughs> Bloody hell, you, we're all in trouble. With exactly. Go on, Bill. All right, let's sing a song. Let's sing a song. Wow. Completely off the subject. Old school. Okay, okay. I'll do it just for you, Ian and Thank Kat. you, mate. We appreciate this. Do you know, Bill, My I've got a lot of time for you. My sister's favourite caller, Scott Balcony's favourite caller. Yeah. Big, big, lot, oh. lot of big celebrity fans out there. <laughs> I'm going shy now. Yes, man. Sing us a song, right. Bill. Sing us a song. <laughs> Let's sing a song. All right, then. Here we go. I listen every night, but I don't feel the need to call. I don't want to be a fool, but I listen... Oh. I listen and then I phone Cos my favourite presenters are Ian and Kev They're always having a laugh Oh God! They're good friends but they don't share a bath Cos she's married and Ian's divorced (laughs) But he's a good father See how he's going to turn this around That's not the only reason He takes his kids to the game fair <laughs> and he buys them PS2 Slimline. He's, he's right. He's a good father, he don't give them wine. <laughs> well, Not until they're 17, maybe 18 okay, for it's... legal reasons. <laughs> OK, it's getting weird now, Bill. I'm going to cut you off. Thank you very much. What's, what's strange? Uh, what's the creepiest bit was, uh, I listen, I listen. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Here's a. Oh, I'm going to do a question for you. A trivia question. Give Listen me to a the uh, George question. Martin biography. Uh-huh. Great. It's all about the Beatles. Is it? And I'd forgotten this. Their first recording session outside of Abbey Road was at a recording studio in Tottenham Court Road in nine, late sixty six. I think it was early sixty seven. The song they were recording was a song entitled Fixing a Hole. 
Oh, yeah. That appeared on Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Fixing Hearts. Fixing a hole where the rain That's the comes one. in. Right. Abbey Road was booked up. Mm-hmm. And Paul said, I've got this song. We've just got, we've got to go and so they booked it. There was a celebrity, a very famous person. They'd often, the Beatles would often have famous people at their sessions. One of the most famous people that has ever lived was at the Fixing a Hole session at Tottenham Court Road with the Beatles. In 19 what? 67. But who was it? 0344 499 1000. I'll tell you. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So the Beatles, their first session outside of Abbey Road was uh, recording studios in Tottenham Court Road. They're recording Fixing a Hole. And on the way, Paul gets in his car to drive there from North London, wherever it was he was living. I can't remember where he was living. And he saw a celebrity and he went, who are you? And the bloke told him and he went, oh, do you want to come to a studio? And, and As long as you're quiet, do you want to come and watch us recording a song? Yeah, I'd love to. Rocks up at the studio and goes, who's that? Oh, all right, fair enough. Okay, fixing a hole, is it? Let's go. Any ideas? The one that leaps to mind yes. must be wrong. One of the most famous people that's ever walked this earth. Like Stan Laurel or ever. something? No. Stan Laurel was dead at that point. Yeah, I thought he might be. Do you want to know? Go on. Jesus Christ. Oh! It's Jesus Christ. Paul McCartney comes out of his house. There's a bloke there with long hair and a beard. He says, who are you? He says, I'm Jesus. And the way Paul tells it, Paul says, you know, I thought, well, it's probably not, but I couldn't be sure. So I invited him along to the session. I said, as long as you keep quiet and don't make a fuss, you can come and sit in the session with us. Gets to the studio and goes, who's that? Oh, it's Jesus Christ. All right, okay, so what song are we doing? Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. Just some bloke. And they never saw him again. He sat in the session, watched them recording Fixing a Hole, and that was it. They never saw him again. And the second day he was risen. Jesus Christ <laughs> was sat in the session for Fixing a Hole on the overrated Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. For me, Revolver is the Beatles' Sergeant Pepper. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand yeah yeah oh yeah 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 oh yeah yeah oh yeah okay I've got a bit of gospel in me I feel gospel I feel um well I feel gospel I think we know what I mean by that oh oh yeah oh yeah Jesus Christ, uh yeah, yeah, say it out loud, oh, yeah, yeah, he saved my soul, oh, Jesus Christ, it was a walk in the okay. oh, he saved it's my getting soul. Offensive now. It's but not offensive. Good, good. well done. Oh, all right, Christianity's offensive, no, is it? But you wouldn't no. say that to a Muslim. Hey, but when you, why don't, tell you what, if you love it so much, why don't you marry Islam? What? Why don't you go to Islamistan and marry it if you love it so much? This is a Christian country. I will sing songs about God in this country, my country. Tis of thee. Well, no, I wasn't uh, offended by the material. Oh. 
just this sort of presentation. Okay, that's fair enough. And I apologise, I misunderstood you. Then I take back everything I said. Um, probably best you don't go and marry Islamistan, actually. Oh three four 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 nine nine or one thousand is the. Uh... Oh, I thought this would be a fun game. Well, let's see about that. And you'll be good at this. Can we find? We'll start with with the name Paul first, and then we'll move on to the name John. We'll start with Paul. It's just a little bit of Friday night fun. That's all it is. It's just a little bit of Friday night fun. Let's have it. Can we list the name Paul uh-huh. in as many different languages as possible? Because okay. Paul and John, are, are, they're in every language, but they're but they're not. It's like, because in Spanish, Paul would be Pablo. Mm-hmm. And in French, in Italian, it would be Paolo. Yeah. In French... Would it be poorly? Paul. Is it? Mm-hmm. Lazy bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, Even of Jean-Paul Gaultier. Jean-Paul. Oh, Jean. Oh, Jean. We're not doing John yet. No. Not doing John yet. That's the next. That's round two. Okay. So let's write these down. So we're going to write this. So we're going to write down Paul. Yeah. So um, French is Paul. Yeah. Spanish. And I'm just writing the first two letters of the, 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 the country to save. Uh, otherwise, if I write the whole thing, it would take ages. Spanish is Pablo. Italian is Paolo. French Paul. I've got French. Polish. Pavel. Yeah, we go. Yeah, exactly. Pavel. That's that's a good one. Pavel. And would it be Pavel in Russian? Um, it could be. Let's ask line three. Line three. Hello. Hi, Hi it's Naveed. Hey, how you doing, man? We're trying to find as many different. Is that what's your um, what what background are your grandparents or your parents? My mom, my mom and dad are Pakistani. Pakistani. Is there an equivalent? Is is there a Pakistani version of the name Paul? Probably not. Oh, well, what can we do for you this evening? I'm really depressed. I tried to take my life last week. Shut up, man! What'd you do that for? That, that's 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 terrible. Um, have you have you spoken to a doctor? No, no. Have you no. spoken to? Okay, all right, all right, okay. Have you spoken to anyone about this? No, really, no. Okay. Have you got any family? that you can call have do you live with any family i live with my mom and my brother but they don't understand that i'm about my blindness yeah i know i know that i get it i get it can you not speak i know i can understand why it might be difficult to speak to your mom about this but could you speak to your brother i could but he doesn't he doesn't want to hear it okay is there anybody, a friend, a relative, a religious figure? Is there anyone you can speak to? Because uh, uh, what you did is not good and you can't do it again. Okay? So is- I, I could talk to my I could talk to my sister, but she just had a baby boy on Tuesday. Okay, well maybe okay, well yeah, okay. But do you get on with your sister? 
Yeah, she's only one year younger than me. And does she, do you speak to her about your mental health? Yeah, I do, but she says to me that in our religion, it's uh, it's haram to basically kill yourself or anything else. What's now? What now? Because I'm an idiot. What's haram? What does that mean? Bad, a sin. Yeah, I mean it's not allowed. Yeah, it's bad. Gee, well, this is what this is what we're, we're dealing with. No wonder people kill themselves. Okay, you do you have a do, do you have a doctor? Yeah, I do. Yeah, right. You need to speak to your doctor, man, because you came yeah. very, very close this week to not being here tonight. And I'm glad you're here tonight, to slightly paraphrase yeah. a Neil Diamond song, because who else would I be talking to at 11.29 on a Friday? We'd have we'd have bl- empty air. We'd have silence if you hadn't have called in at this moment in time. So I'm glad that you're still alive, right? And I want you to stay alive, but I also don't want you to continue being in the pain that you were in the other day when you tried to do this thing to yourself. Yeah. So we need, what we need to do, and what you need to do is we need to find a way to making sure that doesn't happen again. Was there anything in particular that happened that caused you to try and do that? Yeah, I've got no life, mate. I I wake up, I sit in the same position. I do my thing, go to the bathroom or have a shower, come back, and I'm still stuck in the same spot. I spend at least 22 hours a day sat on the floor. Okay, okay. Don't tell me, I don't want to know the street. I don't want to know the area. But what can you, are you you able to tell me what town, are you in a big town? No, I'm in a small town. Okay. Um, have you spoken to the uh, RNIB, the, you know, the Organisation yeah, for I, Blind People? I've spoken to everyone I could in my area, but unfortunately, they're all kid for people that are in the 60s to 90s, and no, I'm in my mid-40s. No, 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 no. The, the RNIB, I'm pretty sure... They can only give me... They can only give me advice on things. The charities that are based in my town, they cater for people in the 60s and okay, 90s. Okay, okay. But can they not I, surely? I'm gonna, I've Sh- never seen no young person my age. Yeah. Surely they must be able to. Can I ask what town you're in? Would you mind telling me that? I'm in Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Huddersfield's a big town, man. Yeah, Huddersfield's yeah. a big, good, it's a good town. And I can't believe that the RNIB or another um, charity for blind people can't find... How old are you, 43? 37. 37, okay, all right. I I cannot believe that there is not something for a blind 37-year-old young man to do in Huddersfield. There isn't everything's in Bradford or Leeds, but them charities that are based in Bradford and Leeds that cater for young blind people right. do not work in Huddersfield. They're in their own okay. catchment areas. Okay, I get that. All right, well, listen, I don't want to fall out with you. Um, um, so what are we going to do? I don't know, because when you're blind, you're... Um, you're a burden around your 
family, you're like that weight around their neck that unless you drop that weight, they'll never be free and I'll never be free. <clears throat> I'm thinking, I'm thinking. What are you thinking, Kath? I'm thinking I could have a chat with some contacts I have who might be able to open up Naveed's world a little bit because it sounds like it's uh, the walls are coming in on you, don't, aren't they? They are. I've been blind for three years. I used to reverse engineer software products or hardware products for free, but I've my, I can't do nothing anymore, so I've got no life anymore right. now. Well, let's sort something out. Do I have your permission to ask them to get in contact with you? Have you got your own mobile and stuff? Yeah, I've got my number. Uh, uh, yeah. Is it okay for me to pass that on? Yeah. All right. Well, let me have a little look. Um, but I think the advice about going and seeing your doctor is probably good too. I went to my doctor's about two weeks ago and I said to them, I need a DNR form, which is do not resuscitate in case my heart stops. And she looked at me and she goes, I'm not willing to give you that because you normally get that when you're terminally ill. And I am terminally ill because I'm a diabetic and my internal organs are shutting down You're, and um... still won't. Naveed, yeah. I get it. Naveed, I get it. I get it. But you're asking the doctor the wrong question. They're, they're not going to put a do not resuscitate on an otherwise healthy 37-year-old diabetic. They're not. Yeah, gonna I understand that, but you've got to understand that I've gone on life. I get it. Even though if I do have a heart attack and they do bring me back, what, what have I got? I get I've it. I've got no one. My mum... My mom's 60, yeah. my brother's 28, my sister lives in Manchester, she's got three withheld. kids. I can't drag them around. Go and get it, you go out there and get it, get ready. Actually, sit with me for a bit and then we'll go out in a second because I could do with you happy. I get it, I get it, Naveed, I get it. But supposing, supposing there is more to life than just what you've got at the moment. Supposing we were able to introduce some people that, could show you that there is more to life than just you sitting in that room? Yeah, I'd go for it, but you've got to realise that I can't walk out of the door on my own without having my hand okay. on someone's shoulder. Okay. When they walk, I, I walk. It. When they stop, I stop. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um... And the only person that, at the moment, can take me out about it is my mum. But my mum's 60 years old. She's got arthritis yeah, in her back. And she's got arthritis in her legs. Here's the thing, right? We had, um, we got, an, uh, we got quite a few blind listeners. And we got a guy called Manny, right, who was um, injured five, six years ago at work and lost his eyesight, went blind. He phoned us up. Um, on the day that he had tried to kill himself, he was going to slit his wrists. And he was really close to doing it, and something something stopped him. And he called us, and he was distraught. He was in pieces. He's a good man, man. He, I got a lot of time and respect for him. He was in pieces, right? And we finally managed to, 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 to hone in on what the problem was. And the problem for him was that he wasn't working. It was all this stuff about his kids and his... But we honed in on the problem, and the problem for him was 
that he wasn't working and he couldn't get a job because he was blind, right? We we got Manny a job. I'm simplifying the story slightly, but I think it's important. We got Manny a job. Manny calls us now, still blind, we didn't fix that, but he's still working six, seven, eight months later. He's got, um, he's happy, he's full of self-pride, and he's planning his daughter's wedding, right? What I'm trying to say to you, Naveed, is it isn't, things can be turned around. He's a lucky one that's got someone yeah. that loves him. Most blind no, people. No, 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 no. His, his wife was pissed off with him. His wife was pissed off with him. He was sitting at home drinking. His wife didn't didn't really want to know. His kids didn't live at home. He was sitting at home drinking, planning killing himself. He was in a similar position to you, and he's managed to turn it around with a little bit of help from us how come you've not got a guide dog it's not allowed in our religion where religion. we pray five times religion. a day you're not allowed to have a guide dog in in islam no. where, where does it say that no where does it say that who's told you that because that's bollocks it says you are not allowed to have dogs in a house where you pray five times a day how's that working out for you it's not working out for me. Well, but... can you not compromise? Is there no compromise, Naveed? And realizing that, 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 hey, listen, while your religion is great and while your religion is, is serving a purpose, that just, just maybe, let's Google that, just maybe, Islam and Gaida, can you, that just maybe they might, Islam might have got it wrong on this one. Maybe, but the thing is, a guide that a guide dog won't talk to me, isn't it? Don't want, no, 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 no. It's um, no, no. This is a different thing. Um, I don't know, Navid. I'm going to stop you there. This is a different thing. I don't want to. Know, I'm not interested in the talking thing for a moment. I've seen Muslim people yeah. with guide dogs. I'm reading something here. A blind yeah, Muslim like student yesterday became, and this isn't from. Uh, this is. This is an old story. I've seen Muslim people with guide dogs. Became the first person to be allowed to take a guide dog inside a UK mosque. So if you can take it inside a mosque... You can take it inside your house. Yeah, it depends on um, his situation. But yeah. like I said before, my mum's 60. She ain't going to look after the dog. She, she, you look after the dog. You look after the dog. Can I just but read when it? I can't see my... Naveed, 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 it's a guide dog. Blind people look after guide dogs very, very successfully. Now, with I'm going to say this with respect, and I'm not ha in any way yeah. having a go. I'm saying this with respect, and I'm saying it with love. It, the, the, the argument about not being able to look after it kind of feels like you're starting to make excuses for not even considering it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean, but what's my purpose? Okay, well, that's a different thing. That's a different thing. Having a guide dog helps a lot of blind people...
dis- rediscover their purpose. You were saying you can't get out. With a guide dog, you can get out. With a guide dog, you can go to the shops. With a guide dog, you can go out for a walk. You can go to the park. Yeah, but... So we've moved on from the, it's not allowed in my religion. And I'm going to be honest, every other excuse you've come up with is, is rubbish. Every other excuse for not having a guide dog is easily sorted. Now, listen, I don't know how easy it is to get a guide dog. I've got no idea. But your excuses for coming up, uh, for, for not getting a guide dog, I'm afraid don't withstand any scrutiny at all, Naveed. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to suggest. We haven't got your number. It's come up withheld. I'm going to suggest that Catherine talks to you off air in a minute to get your phone number. I'm yeah. going to ask with respect that you don't kill yourself this weekend. Can you make it to, to, to Monday without killing yourself? I can try, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. I, no, 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 no. No, because we're going we're gonna to put in quite a bit of work. So I don't want to... I need you to put in quite a bit of work. So, because if if you're just going to try, then you know we, there's not really much point in us doing this. I need your word. I need a I need a promise that you're not going to kill yourself this weekend, and that we'll speak to you on Monday. Yeah, I, I'll give you my word. You give me yeah. your word, right? That's a promise, and you can't go back on that. Okay. Yeah. I know okay. That, yeah. Well, I'm going to give you my word then. That me and Catherine, mainly Catherine, because she's better at this kind of stuff, but me and Catherine, and with some help from the people on Twitter who are going to suggest some names and are already suggesting names, thank you very much, that we're going to do our best to look into how easy it is to get a guide dog, I've got absolutely no idea, and also other options of, of people who can possibly help make your life worth living. Yeah. Do we have your permission? Catherine's going to come off air in a minute and take your phone number off air. Do we have your permission, Naveed? It's really important, this, to give your phone number and your details to... We won't give it to anyone dodgy, but to, to, to organisations, yeah. that official organisations that might be able to help. Yeah, OK. We got your permission. There we go. And can yeah. I just lay to rest this idea about the guide dog? Please thing? do, Catherine. Go on, what have you I'm found? reading further on in this thing about this 18-year-old, this Mohammed, who um, is now allowed to go into his place of worship in Leicester with his dog. Um, the Muslim uh, Sharia Council UK issued a fatwa in response to his request, saying, it previously, of course, and you know this, this is the bit you know, Naveed, that dogs yeah. were banned from mosques because the Islamic faith historically sees them as being for guarding and hunting only. But the position's been softened yeah. because those guide dogs are classed now as working dogs. So the animals are still not allowed in the prayer hall for the sake of hygiene, but they're allowed to guide yeah. the owners to the area where shoes are placed, in you? and that's where you'd leave your dog. So guide yeah. dogs for the blind are all over this because they want to make sure that people aren't trapped inside the houses. So I'm thinking I'm going to put them in touch with you and you can talk about the possibility, right? Because they've done this a gazillion times yeah. and, I'll, and I'll also find some other really, really helpful contacts for you so so that you'll get out from those four walls because it must be driving you absolutely crackers. Yeah. So, right, here's, so here's what, just, just in summary... You've promised, and you can't go back on it, Naveed, you've promised you're not going to kill yourself this weekend and we're going to speak speak on Monday night, OK? Yeah. 
Me and Catherine have promised that we are going to look at some stuff over the weekend, and I can see people tweeting me stuff already. Thank you for uh, uh, any organisations in or near Huddersfield that can help a young 37-year-old blind Muslim chap as yourself. And we'll have a... Now, this stuff takes time, but we'll have a little chat on Monday's show and we'll see where we've got to. Is that all right? Yeah. Naveed? Yeah. You're a good man. You haven't done anything wrong. I love you. Like, I love you. And I promise you, we can make things better than they are now. Yeah. I'll speak to you on Monday, Naveed. Yeah. I'll speak to you Monday night, okay? Stay on the line, because Catherine's going to speak to you, okay? You're a good man. You're a good man. Let's take a break. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Constipation relief leaves me singing with glee. I'm strutting my stuff for the whole world to see. Senecott Max helps me feel free. Natural Senna. Double strength. Helps me back to normality. That's how a wonderful life can be. I love doing a poo. <laughs> oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. Remainers, remainers. I know we said no Brexit, but this is a big story. Actually, this is a big breaking story about um, uh, Brexit. Remainers might have reason to start start celebrating it looks like hang on a minute we've got i don't i don't even need to say it i've got a clip of it myself hang on hang on it looks like they've cancelled brexit have you seen this the latest story catherine about how they about how they've cancelled brexit it's happening it's being cancelled right brexit is being cancelled illusionist uri geller has told theresa may he will not allow her to lead britain out of the eu in an open letter to the prime minister the Israeli-British TV personality said he felt physically and very strongly that most Britons were anti-Brexit and promised to stop the process telepathically. He wrote, I feel physically and very strongly that most British people do not want Brexit. I love you very much, but I will not allow you to lead Britain into Brexit. As much as I admire you, I will stop you telepathically from doing this. And believe me, I am capable of executing it. Before I take this drastic course of action, I appeal to you to stop the process immediately while you still have a chance. Geller, who is currently in Israel bullshitting to some people over there, used to live in Sonning, which lies in May's Maidenhead constituency. In his letter, he said he had known the Prime Minister for 21 years and that she had visited his home. He added, Three years before you became Prime Minister, I predicted your victory when I should... Go on. Oh, hang on a minute. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that. What's caught you by surprise? Oh, I wasn't ready for that. We'll have another run at that sentence. Make sure you pay attention at home. This is a classic. Uri Geller added... 
Three years before you became Prime Minister, I predicted your victory when I showed you Winston Churchill's spoon on my Cadillac, huh? which I asked you to touch. How does he say these sentences without laughing? It's very difficult. <laughs> he also claimed he is using the power of his mind to ensure that Jeremy Corbyn never gets the keys to number 10 Downing Street. Well, if he does, or he can just bend them. He won't be able to get in. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Sorry! I'll read the next sentence. I will ensure that they bend out of all proportion to ensure he never takes up residence there. He wrote... Wow. <laughs> Geller rose to prominence in the 1970s with an act... Uh, this is really interesting how they're phrasing it. Act, illusionist, TV personality. Isn't that really interesting? Be careful, yeah. With an, no, no, they're not being careful. They're not being careful. They're not saying. They're, they're deliberately saying he's, 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 he's a presenter like the bloke off Homes Under the Hanna, Hammer. Uh, Homes Under Hanna, which is a, there's a different show. They're not in any way suggesting that he might have psychic abilities. Illusionist. Well, that's, that's Paul Daniels. TV presenter. That's me. Act with an act based around his apparent psychic powers. That's a great line. I like Uri Gell. I've got a lot of time for Uri, but, you know, it's all bullshine. Good evening, Gatford. Why was Scarface giving that... Um, shut a, your face. You shut your face. I was not Cuban. Sounds very Cuban. It's interesting to hear Mr Geller's point of view there. Exactly. Well, he's going to stop Brexit. What do you want, boy? Well, no, the, the, interestingly as well, he's also factually incorrect. There are no keys to number 10. Uh, well, how do, how do they... How, shut, shut your face. How, how the hell do they get in? Well, they don't. It opens from the They inside. don't get in. So, excuse me. So, no, no, so, excuse me. Sorry, excuse me. Excuse yes, me. No, no, shut up. Yes. Excuse me. Go excuse ahead. me. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I said, how do they get in? Right. I, yeah, well, I'm going to cut you off in a second. You've been waiting for an hour and it's going to be worthless. I said, how do they get in? And you said they don't. Argument over, buddy. You have totally... Totally embarrassed. How do they get in? They don't. Oh, you've totally embarrassed yourself. That means everything else you say is completely irrelevant to any conversation anywhere in the world. Because trust me, they do get into number ten, mate. What? What did you call in for? I'd I'd leave the number ten or regular stuff to one side, mate. You've embarrassed yourself. What did you actually call well, in for? Well, I called in um, uh, with, with, with with an interesting fact that perhaps you'd like to know. I don't know whether I should bother now, but um, I'm going to. I, well, I'm going to I, I mean, you've embarrassed me on national radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet, I bet it's, I bet it's not interesting, but let's have it. Okay. Uh, were you aware that the first Monopoly board was not was not square but circular? Yep. Okay. And are you aware? Did you know what the S on the Superman um, uniform is stands for? What the S? What, hang on. What? The symbol. The symbol S. On the front of Superman's kit. Yes. What does it stand for? Well, and everybody knows that. Go on, tell me then. You're somebody who's a part of everyone. S excuse me. Well, you're, you're you're part of the everyone. It was the family it's crest him. for his family. Everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. When he was Kalel. No. No, it's it's a symbol from Krypton. It's nothing to do. No, with no, 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 no. You're going to say it's a symbol yeah. of hope. No. What are you going to say? What are you, Yuri Geller? Go on, what is it? Go on. It's, it's a symbol from Krypton. Right, which means? Some believe 
I don't know. But oh, I, for Jesus. I don't believe Wait, Hang on a minute. What did you come on doing that voice for? The, I'm going to tell you something important voice, when well, actually you, you don't you, know. You don't know anything. So what does... Well, do you know what, Catherine? Do you know what the A in that talk radio... Um, uh, in, in the talk radio logo stands for? I'll tell you. It's a symbol. Oh, thanks. Has that sorted then? You know, you know the VW mm. on the front of those German Volkswagen yeah. cars. You know what? Do you know what it means? Is it a symbol from Germany? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I always wondered. Great call, Gatford. Thanks a lot. Flipping heck. Alive. It's a symbol. Yeah. Okay. It's a symbol. Yeah. You're right. Maybe just try and hone it down a little bit. You absolute bell cheese. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Lane, there is a barber showing photographs Of every head he's had the pleasure to know And all the people that come and go Stop and say hello On the corner is a banker with a motor car The little children have him
I love the Beatles. I love the Beatles. I noticed. I really, really like the Beatles. Switchboard's empty for the first time this evening, dear listener. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. If you're waiting for a question, we've got a lot of new listeners tonight, partly because we had CJ in, and partly because I just think people have, have stumbled across us because they realise all of the other radio stations are dull. If you're waiting for a question, if you're waiting for a topic sometimes we do we haven't really asked a question tonight we're just sat here chatting and we've it's been an unusual show by any stretch of the imagination you can call in about the stuff we've talked about so far uh, or you can call in about anything you want you'll get on the air you'll speak to amy she'll take your name and number call you straight back and you'll get on 03444991000 that the best we've come up with for a topic is trying to come up with as many different versions of Paul in different foreign languages. So far, we've got in France, the word, the name Paul is Paul. In Spain, it's Pablo. In Italian, it's Paolo. And in Polish, it's Pavel. There's got to be more. This uh, Earlier, when I was sat in the car and it hit me, I thought, ooh, that's, that's, that's going to... That's gonna, we're going to get an hour out of that. In, in Greek, isn't it Paulos? Never, never heard that. And I've 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 been to Greece. I've, yeah, like, but you know a lot of Nicks. So many Nicks. <laughs> and Georges. So many Nicks, and a, a, I know a lot of Yorgos, Yorgos, yeah. or as, as my kids call them because they can't say it. They couldn't say it. They couldn't now. Yorgos, Yorgos, <laughs> Yorgos is coming. Yorgos, Yorgos, I want to make love to Yorgos. Oh, I like the idea of the Yorgos. I want to make love in Argos to Yorgos. I went out with a Greek a lad called Nectarius. Oh yeah. Very briefly. Yeah, well, well, well. Took me a long time to shake him off. Uh, well, they're very hairy, the Greek man. Very, <laughs> very hairy. Indeed. 0344 499 You've been quite quiet, um, Catherine, so it's a new feature that I call the Spotlight. I call it um, Spotlight on Catherine, or S-O-K, or Sock. Sock. Call it Sock, and it means Spotlight on Catherine, and it's um, where Catherine, Catherine Spotlight, I'd be, I'm, I'd be quiet. I mean, it's it's so much easier for you, Catherine, because you're more beautiful than I. But it's <laughs> it's sock, it's spotlight on Catherine. I be quiet, she be loud, we all be laughing. Oh, Catherine. Oh, I like the big build-up. <laughs> what what to what do I owe this pleasure? You remember on TV shows like That's Life, where there'd be like a member of the team, like Doc Cox, where that's it, not a real name, is it? That's a That's Life name. Yeah, yeah, Doc Cox. He used to be called Ivor Biggin. He did. Um, you know the Ivor Biggin song? I'm a winker. I'm a winker, you know. And but, I don't, like, like, but, um, yes, but, I do know that but one. there was always a member of the team on, on those panel shows. Where, where we had it on the eleven o'clock show when Mackenzie was hired as the third presenter, and no one knew what to do with him. So we go, well, let's find out what Mackenzie is up to now. So, so now it's sock spotlight on Catherine. F S O F O K. Well, I'd be quiet, she'd be loud, we all be laughing. Catherine. <laughs> well, as you know, I take a keen interest in words. Foreign words, English words, old-fashioned words, Scottish Fo- words. Fo- foreign words, English words. <laughs> That's pretty much all the words covered. Some Scottish words too. OK. My favourite Scottish word has finally got the recognition it deserves. Yeah. Editors have included more than 40 Scottish words, including the slang term for the scrotum, bobag. Which oh, is defined, this is great. I saw this yesterday. Go on. Defined as a foolish or annoying person. Uh, ball bag, pronounced ball bag, yes. and is a noun, often used pejoratively in the same way that scrotum can be used pejoratively, specifically applied pejoratively to one who is foolish or annoying, or conversely may be used as a term of endear bag. Ex- endear endear- bag. I'm sorry, I'm leaping ahead. Endearment. Endear Example. Bag. 
John Burkow is a ball back. That's actually the example in the paper. Who? Is, who? Who? John Burkow. Burkow. Thank Burkow. you. Burkow? Burkow. Nina, Nina Mishkov. Nina Mishkow. Miscow. Can I say something? Mm. Did you just fart? No, it was my toe in my shoe. Your toe in your shoe. Oh, right. Of course it was, Reggie Perrin. <laughs> when I was about 15, 16, I had a real crush on Nina Mishkov. Did you? Fiery, feisty. Bit mean. Bit mean, controlling yeah. older woman. Oh, gosh. I only remember her. Oh, gosh. In that guy's from New Faces, where she would be the one to tell people they were crap. Oh, she was the Simon Cowell. I don't, yes. I don't remember being like that. I just remember being like... You know, an arch commentator on this morning, things like that. I just remember 15, 16, oh, blimey, yes, please. Yes, please, miss. The OED calls ball bag a disparaging way to describe an ignorant, obnoxious or otherwise detestable person, especially a man. Other Scots words for idiot to be added include bam, bampot, bamstick, roster and tube. Roster. <laughs> a tube? Senior editor Fiona McPherson, 47, of Grangemouth, Stirlingshire, helped get Ballbag into the dictionary and she said, My parents would be so proud. Jane Johnson, also a senior editor, said, There's no shortage of Scottish words available to choose from if you want to label someone an idiot and the March release includes a wide variety of such insults. Be warned, though, injudicious use of these terms may result in a warning to shut your geggy, another new addition. Well, hopefully Limmy's coming in the studio one day. We can ask, we can, um, uh, people can phone in with their funny Scottish words. And, uh... Well, here's another one, because they've put 40 new one, new uh, Scottish words in there. Uh, both, which is a stink. A bide-in, a living lover. A hee-haw, nothing. Rooked, penniless. And eeksy-peeksy, well-balanced. My mate Ronnie used to when I ever I looked ill and I did quite a lot because I was pregnant very, twice very while working pale, with him. No connection. Translucent skin. Would say I looked palely wally. Okay. Ouija, a derogatory term for Glaswegian, first recorded in Irving Welsh's nineteen ninety three novel Train Spotting, also included. Hooray! Well done, Scotland. You're finally being recognised. Drivers were furious after the word C, the C oh. word, was spray painted on their cars in bright red. Oh, that's, I mean, that's double rude. The attacks took place overnight in three streets in Portsmouth. One mother was angry after her four-year-old asked her, what does mean? I'd be proud that my kids could read. Here's the thing, my kids, they're not quite as obsessed with swearing as they were, but they still find majesty and power in those most beautiful of, of foul language. And they keep talking about the C word. Of course, they mean crap. Every time they say, well, well in, the C, in America, the C word isn't swearing. And I was about to say, oh, God, no, in America, the C word is, is even worse than it is over here. Um, and then, then I remember they were talking about crap and not the, the actual C word. Yeah. So I want to give it to them. No, you mustn't. I want, yes, I want to, I, it would, I, I'm aware it would, would, would steal what tiny little bit of childhood they've got left. But I, I, it's like giving, it's like, you know, the kids go in with catapults and things like that. And I, I give them a nuclear bomb to put in their back pocket. And here's the thing. It would be, well, maybe a, maybe a nuclear bomb or maybe one of those cluster bombs. Because the thing is, you weaponise your kid with yeah. that. And it's you can do it as responsibly or as stupidly as you like. It's your problem, right? No, it ain't. They go to school, it's going to spread like wildfire. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Who did you hear that from? Oh, yeah. that boy. Well, no, 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 but then I would say to them, listen, if you say this in school, you've got to say that you heard it from Tony. 
Or so, yeah, blame it on another kid. Don't don't, don't want them to you be. You really the are source. teaching them all the right life lessons. Oh God, yeah, totally, totally. Poor Tony. Uh, Tony's a little. The Tony doesn't exist before before people complain. Tony is not a real. Of course he doesn't. There's no Tonys under the age of fifteen. Um, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. And uh, well, you know, there's got to be a few Antonys out there. They wouldn't be calling themselves Tony, though, they, would they? They wouldn't be calling them. Someone will, though. They'd be ants. Uh, oh, yeah, because um, of um, uh, Anthony and Declan. Yeah, Tony's our people. Tony yeah. is our people. Tony's, Claire's, Sarah, Have your kids Wendy. played around with their names? Have they Have they said yeah. to you, Could you, would you call me... Because all of our kids' names can be kind of abbreviated and changed slightly. Have they said... Because my eldest, I was thinking about this today, because well, yesterday we were at school and his teachers call him... And the abbreviated version of the name, which is cool, and he's cool with it. And I remember, maybe when he was six, him saying, um, I, I would like it if you call me this now, the abbreviated version of his name, which I shall not say on air because I'm not like some d- desperate, fame-hungry, cash-hungry a-hole that would, would, would not only mention my kid's name on air but also sell pictures of them the minutes after they popped out of my ex-wife's fanny. I'm not what, that he, desperate for he fame. Took pictures or, of your ex-wife's... No, what I'm saying oh, is right. I'm not the kind of scumbag that sells their kids before they can even walk. No, who would do that? Uh, I don't know. Some fame-hungry loser who looks like he's wearing makeup constantly and he's probably wearing a wig. Um... I and yes, about about two or three years ago, he said, "Would you mind calling me this?" And it lasted about three days, and then he it stopped. But if your girls uh, play with their names, they experiment. We have various names, you know, like you have with the cats. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, we've got hundreds of names for the cats. There are various names for my children, depending on my mood and theirs. Ah. To be honest. You know, if we're being super affectionate, we'll go back to the old school names that we called them when they were little and couldn't but, pronounce their names properly. But have they have they come up to you and said, Mum, I'd prefer it if you called me this No. Well, my eldest is very difficult to abbreviate. Yep. No, it's not. Well. No, it's not. I, should we go to the ads and I'll tell you? Yeah. Let's go to the ads. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Hey, 0344 499 1000. Susan Hughes is a new listener. She's, she's dived straight into this bit. Now, normally, Susan, you don't know the rules. Normally, I wouldn't read this off Twitter, but you're a new listener. She's literally her first time listening tonight and she's taking part. Okay. Which is more than... Sorry? That was me having a lovely idea about Susan. <laughs> yes, man! She sent us in a load of polls. What's Occitan? Occitan. No, 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 no. Occitan. Yeah. O. Something I studied at university. So yeah, correct C- me a bit more. C. Yeah. I T A M. What is yeah. Occitan? It's a dialect or an old language that they speak in the uh, south of France, stroke oh. north of Spain. Uh, you studied at university. Yes, I did. Okay, so what's the Occitan for Paul? It would be something like. Uh, Oh, you studied at university and you don't know. I didn't study Poles. You studied Occitan. And Occitan. No, 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 Occitan. And you don't know the Occitan for Paul. Is it? Um, wow, weird. It was like you, it was like we didn't, I don't know, didn't study it properly. <laughs> it's always like, isn't it, Amy? It's always like you didn't study it. So what's the Occitan for Paul then, Catherine? It would studied? be something like, uh, I reckon it'd be something like uh, Paolo. Oh, no, it's not. What is it? It's Pau. P-A-U. Pal. Yeah, okay. so we have to... What, what did you get for your degree, Desmond? 
I got a two-one with distinction spoken Spanish. Oh, okay. Next I think, question. I think we're probably going to have to hand that. I'm going to have to speak to the authorities and hand that back because. <laughs> no, I did. I learnt it for uh, for a year because I was reading medieval French. It's fun. They're related. Why could you, could you not find any new books? I read them all. Fair play. Fair play. All the French books. All the French books in the library, yes. Oh. Um, in what's Shona? My Shona. Shona's not a language. Anyway, in Shona, they're putting that Paul is Porossi. Mm. Porossi! Nice. I feel like we've run out of energy. Why? Because we talk about polls. the end of the show. Don't know where to go. Oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. Saturday night is none of your business. Sunday night is your business. Um, eight o'clock, we will be doing a rabbit hole live in Luton. It's sold out. There's only six tickets left for Brighton. But the one in Luton on Saturday, Sunday night has sold out. It's going to be between about 8 and about 10.30 with an interval in the middle. Something like that. But you can watch it. Oh. You can watch it if you really want. And how would we do this, Ian? You go to, on my Periscope, periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. Around about 8 o'clock, maybe 8.15, we're going to start streaming it live. You'll be able to call in. Tomorrow I'm going to tweet you a phone number that I need you to call just to leave some some voice messages. It can be anything you want, silly song. You know, the same as this kind of rubbish, but it can be a little bit swearier if you want. Keep it about 30 seconds, no longer than a minute, really. Um, and we'll play the best ones at the show on Sunday. If you're coming on Sunday, um, come and say hello. We stick around afterwards for pictures. And I believe that for fans of our history, that Justin is going to be there, Kelly Betts is going to be there. Have we heard from uh, Paul Scoyne? Scoins, Scoins is in the house. Is he? Yes. So the, the the classic. Maybe we'll recreate some of the classic scenes from the BBC Three Counties. It is. It's the Radio classic show. The classic breakfast lineup. The classic breakfast lineup. Uh, it's going to be there. But we stream it on Periscope. And also about half past two every night. And I'm going to try and do it every night, even at weekends. But it's well, maybe not at weekends actually. But every night, about half past two. Once I've got home and had a little 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 bit little bite to eat. I had that little bite to eat. Fed the cats. I do a thing called the late night chit chat club. We're on, again on Periscope. I'm going to keep it on Periscope, the Chit Chat Club, because of last night's success, uh, where we kind of just talk about the day a little bit and stuff, and you can phone in on Periscope now. People can phone in. The only rule we have on the Chit Chat Club for the moment is you can phone in if I don't know you. So if you're a regular, if we've spoken before, thank you. Leave it. Leave it out. Because last night we had uh, some really interesting calls. We had a racist American. Apologise oh. for that. The language was, and how the language was awful. It was the worst um, racial word a white guy can say. So apologies for that. But we had another American whose uh, we found out that his wife's genitals were shaved. Found it out very very quickly in the conversation. Remember? Yes. And then we had two. It was an impudent question, but yes, carry on. Then we had two. She raised it. She raised his hairy balls. So you think that that opened the door to her? JJ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then we had two Canadians. We had Sandra, who yeah. was delightful. And Pierre. Was that his name? That was his name, Pierre, wasn't it? Yeah. Who was, um, it sounded like he worked for the Canadian Tourist Board. But it was actually, the, the first 10 minutes was quite miserable because I was feeling miserable. But those four calls made me laugh a lot. And it's people calling in that don't know this show and don't know the app. We might have got a couple of new listeners, actually. Sandra and Pierre were both going to listen. 
Um, so two thirty tonight. It's going to be a brief one tonight because I've got to be up at eight. I've got I've got to be out of the house by ten past eight tomorrow morning. The it's like got to be out at eight o'clock really. Um, so it'll be a brief one tonight. You get to see my cats, cat action. I was, Actual cats, that's not a euphemism. No, my three cats. Um, I was considering taking it to Twitch, but the phone calls last night made me think, all right, no, we'll keep this We'll keep this on um, Periscope. There'll be other... I'm going to utilise all streams at different times. Periscope, Twitch, not Insta, um, and YouTube, I think. I'm going to use them in different ways. Here's the thing about Twitch, Katarina right? Um, and Periscope, yeah, you can get it gets a bit pervy, but you don't get the uh, number of uh, American youths dropping the M bomb that you get on Twitch. I don't think. Hang on, no, surely the other way around. We got we got M bomb last you night. You got one, yeah, but you, you also got really lovely oh, no, kind in, of middle aged chat, types. No, in the chat you get you get um, oh, a bit of that me. in the chat. But here's the thing about Twitch, I can make money on it. That's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. I can make money on it. Twitch rhymes with rich. Exactly. Twitchy Twitch rhymes with um, Richie Rich. Richard Richardson's. <laughs> Good evening, Stuart. Hi, uh, Ian. Hi, Kathy. All right. Hiya. <laughs> um, it's a quick one, really. Um, have you seen the fan-made uh, trailer for Bel Air, the remake of uh, Fresh Prince? No. Hang on, hang on. You want to watch? Hang on. Is there actually a remake of Fresh Prince? I don't believe so, but if there is, then they ought to be taking this guy up because it's amazing, the trailer is. Bel Air, Fresh yeah. Prince. Trailer. All right. All right. Yeah. Bel Air, Fresh Prince, trailer. All right. Is it safe to play? Hang on. Yeah, it's safe to play. It's quite gritty, though. All right. Is it got, has it got language in that I can... I can is it got bad? Has it got bad language in? I don't believe so. All right, Stuart, we're going to play it. Thank you very much for your call. It's appreciated. Let's try it. This is Bel Air, the trailer for The Fresh Prince. Here's the thing. What would happen if Will Smith, William Smith, I call him, made The Fresh Prince today? Bel Air, a story of a kid from Philly whose life got turned upside down in 2019. Let's give this a go. reason you think this is a game this is not a oh i like this oh i like this this is funny game wheel look at you look at you the only reason why you're not in jail is because uncle phil called in a favor take your time playing b-ball <laughs> you thought this? You're stupid. <laughs> it's very visual, but it's you very. You're carrying a gun on the streets to protect yourself? I've done my best, Will. It's time for a change. You're going to Bel Air to live with your uncle and your auntie. Bel Air, out of all places. This is a second chance, Will. This is incredible. Don't waste it. This is great. Will, I will not bail you out again. In this house, I'm not Uncle Phil. I'm the law. Have I made myself absolutely clear? Yeah. 
Yeah. There are no butlers to clean up your messes. You've got to be responsible for yourself. So, Will, what brings you to Bel Air? I caught with a gun. How are we related again? Shut up, Carlton. He's <laughs> from the streets of Philadelphia. Will needs discipline. Just a little time. Just a little time and a little love. We are what he needs. Why don't you go back to Philly? Born and raised, right? You think I would ever want to be in this life? You're not welcome, Will. This is fake. Wherever you're from, this is fake. You like didn't do anything to earn this. I never had nothing. My life ain't a sitcom, I guess. I don't even feel like I belong here. Just give it some time. Everything happens for a reason. Yo, you must be from Philly. Yeah. What's up, man? I'm Will. Jazz. Jazz? Hey, so what part of town you staying in? Bel Air. They got you out there? All right, Philly. Let's see what you got. Will, welcome to Bel Air Academy. How's everything going at Bel Air? not too bad out here. I just made the team. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad you're here. I need to take you shopping. Rodeo Drive. Oh, my gosh. Gosh, all right, that was quite visual. Yes. Hey, Prince, you can go here? Nah. <laughs> It's quite... I'm going to tweet. It's that's really a, good. That's amazing. Thank you, Stuart. That's amazing. I want to see that film. That is amazing. I'm going to tweet that now. Um, that, thank you, Stuart. What a recommendation. How clever. Um, it's had three million views, so we're quite late to the party, as per usual. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I've just tweeted it, dear listener, at Ian Lee, if you want to go and have a look at that. It was, it was excellent. Let's go to Alec. Good evening, Alec. Hello there, Ian. Hello there, Alec. What can we do for you on Friday? Yeah. Well, I was um, listening to CJ's story. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, it's something that happened to me. I, I've spoken to Catherine... Um, about a different uh, thing. Oh. I was the chap that phoned in about a ghost story. <laughs> oh, she? I remember, yeah. Oh. I remember the little the little handprints. That's right. Yeah, is, that, well, is, that like, is that like The Little Prince? Yeah. Where he's on the, um, the story. It's a great film with David Niven and a little prince and he kind of crash lands in the desert. Have you seen that film? No. no. I've read not? the book. Oh, the film with David Niven is great. That's, that's all good. And watch that. So it's di anyway, different prints. Yeah. Okay, okay. Anyway, this is a different story. But um, can I just say, by the way, the person yeah. who's an idiot and tweets all, and tweets all the time, tweets rubbish, just tweeted, what about Carlton? Weren't you listening, dumbass? Yes, Alec, carry on. I'm sorry. I've yeah. got my full attention now. Go on. <laughs> yes. Um, it, what happened to CJ yes. happened to me. You got sacked from eggheads? No. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. I got accused of a murder. Oh, blimey, mate. It ruined my life completely. 
I've be, I've spoken about this um, on the on the BBC. I don't know whether you ever no. um, you used to work for three counties. Yeah. Um, I had a, a half hour um, sort of interview. I went with Nick Coffer. No, no. Thank um, God with JBS. Okay. Well, you got you got three minutes here, so, so you got condensed. So what happened, man? Um, I got accused of a murder. Um, it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I was just in the area at, at the time. I just happened to be in the wrong place. At so the hang moment. on. So who 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 accused you? The police. And what evidence did they have? None whatsoever. Right. Wow. And I was cleared twenty years later because because of advances in DNA. Mate. Um, they'd got the DNA of this person. Yeah. Well, I gave my DNA. Um, Twenty years later. Did you go? You didn't. Did you, you didn't go to prison? Did you? No. Okay. No, All right. I never got. I never even got charged. I got taken in. I got my house searched twice. They right. did a lot, of, a lot of damage to my house. I bet. I bet. Um, I never got any compensation. I put in for compensation and never ever got anything. And you had, I guess, if they didn't, you weren't cleared until 20 years later. You had this cloud of suspicion. There's no smoke without fire. We all know that. You had this cloud yeah, of suspicion parents, hanging over you for 20 years. Ian, my my parents wouldn't speak to no, me. Oh, Alec. Because uh, for, for 10 years, because the police... Um, convinced my mum that I was something to do with it. Oh, um, mate. Yeah, that's, that's the God-honest truth. I mean, and by the time I went up there and eventually made up, they were just old people. Um, you know, but it is a true story here. Oh, I believe but, it. Did they Did they make up... Did, did they live to see you being vindicated? No, they didn't. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But the murder was of a nurse in Radnage in 1995. Right. You know, and uh, I just happened to be in Radnage that night um, looking at a house, believe it or not. For yeah. The sale. But D- did they did they catch the scumbag that did it? No, they never ever caught the person that did it. Really? No. But, but so, but so, what do you what? So, but they, but, but they were able to conclusively prove what was it? Blood, saliva, fingerprints that it wasn't. You see, in 1995, DNA was not. No, it, was, it is what it is now. No, it was very hit and miss. Yeah, yeah, and it was exactly 20 years later that I saw in the Bucks Free Press that um, they got DNA of the person of the, of the murderer. Yeah. Um, so they, I knew they'd come, and they did. Um, two officers appeared here. I wouldn't let them in the house, and I wouldn't sit in their car. We we, we had to do it on the street, you know, the, this DNA yeah. thing. So um, I gave them my DNA and uh, never, ever heard anything. Never got no apology. Oh, or... Hang on. So th- th- did they not come back and say, we can... We can conclusively say it wasn't you thanks no. for your time no i never heard anything in wow, wow not anything but they ruined my life do you I know i did. didn't I get a job yeah. simply because they went to a company that i worked for and every time i filled in a cv they'd go to that company and the company would tell the um people that i'd applied a job for that 
um, they were around there. They were asking all my friends what I was like and what have you. And all they had was that you were nearby when it happened. That's right. That's wow. all it was, Ian. And that's terrifying, because that could happen to any of us. Who, you know, who knows what's going on around the corner? Yeah. So, nine, so when, when, did it, when did it end? 2015? Um, For you? Yeah, that's when they came back. To right. Exactly 20 years. Yeah. Almost, believe it or not, to the month. You know, when they got this new DNA. They took the DNA... And I said I wanted an apology, but, you know, they never, ever come back. The, the, these these big organisations and police, BBC, you know, it, it, it's apparently saying sorry. Well, the thing is, once they say sorry, it leaves them open to, to litigation, doesn't it? That's, the, that's yeah. the problem with these with everybody. You say sorry, that, that, that there's a fault on there, and you can sue the ass off them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the damage they did to the house... What did um, they do? Go on. They, they opened... Um, I'm a photographer. Mm. So all the photographic paper, it was all factory sealed and says do not expose. Mm, they they opened yeah. every single box to the light and just left it there. And um, it's something that I could replace, but it was over 300 quid's worth of yeah, damage. Yeah, of course, and you, there's, there's no way you can claim that back, is there? You've just got to no, suck it I, up. I did, I did put a form in, but they, they said they'd lost all the paperwork and they couldn't do it. <laughs> You know, the thing is, I, I don't trust the police anymore. Oh, I bet you don't, and you have I, excellent reason not to. They're scumbags. They ruin my life completely. Yeah. It, it has... Was there any light in those 20 years? Was there, was there any, you know, moments of joy and happiness? What, what do you mean, Ian? Well, was it 20 years of complete misery? Yes, it was, and yeah. it's still misery now, because a really? lot of the friends that... that um, a lot of friends still haven't spoken to me I ever bet. since that happened. You know, and my girlfriend at the time, um, I mean, she's the one I got now. She never believed it for one minute. She knows I wouldn't. I've never burgled anybody's house, and I've never hurt anybody. And that's the God's, God's honest truth. That's interesting. So she stayed with you for the whole thing? Of course she did. She knew that Good I for her. Good for her. Yeah. I swore to her on my children's life that I was... How, um... Whoa, well, hang on, there's children. How did you... How do you... Have your children reacted over the 20 years? I don't know whether it's anything doing, but I've... I don't speak to them anymore. Right. They don't speak to me. I've got grandchildren that I've never, ever seen for five years. Yeah. You know, and they only live sort of five miles. How did the police work such a good number on your parents? I don't know. They spoke to her and they said, we need to know where he lives, because they said I was elusive, which was a lie. Um, you know, I wasn't elusive. I was registered with the council where I lived and everything. Yeah. And my mum says, I don't want you up here anymore, Alec. You're nothing but trouble. You know. Had you been... Let me ask you a personal question. Had yeah. you been trouble before that? Obviously, you didn't do a murder, but had no. you been like, a bit of a bad boy? The only trouble I was, when I was 11, I used to sneak out at night and steal these nasty animal traps and throw them in the village pond. That's all the, the only trouble I ever got into. Yeah, yeah. So you weren't, you weren't, you never got pulled up by the police, you know, for drugs or carrying weapons or... No, never, ever done drugs. I've never burgled anything. I've never done anything. I mean, 
um, at the time, usually they they have their file in front of you when they're interviewed because yeah, they got of pulled in, yeah. pulled into Tame Police Station, and of course they never had anything. No. The only thing I did was when I was 11, I used to steal these, they're called gin traps. Yeah. I used to steal them because, I mean, I've always been into um, sort of animal welfare, even then. Yeah. And I used to throw them in the village pond and I got caught by the police. And, uh, well. yeah, I did throw the policeman's bike. I nicked his bike and threw it in the duck pond because he got me in a lot of trouble. But Egan, here we go. <laughs> this guy's a wrong one. <laughs> Assaulting police officers' bikes. Yeah, I was 11 then, <laughs> um, but no, been in well, no a- ever since. Alec, on, on behalf of, you know, people of Britain, I apologise for your awful, awful treatment. That's outrageous. Yeah. And shameful, and we should all hang our heads in shame that an innocent person can have their family yeah. turned against them and their life ruined. I'm genuinely really sorry, man. CJ, if you're listening, uh, I can sympathise with your story. Yeah. I know what you're going through, so... Um, you know, very sad story. Hey, nice one, Alec. Man, I really appreciate you sharing us that with us. That's 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 incredible. And I, I hope things work out at some point, and you find happiness. They're working out now. We, you know, you you move on. Yeah. The people, the people that are there now are the people that matter to me. You Good. know, uh, in my life. No, your partner sounds amazing. So she w- is well done, Lady. Hey, thanks for sharing that, Alec. That's incredible. I appreciate Thank you your so time. much, Ian. And you, Catherine. Thanks. Thank you. Wow. Wow. I mean... I mean, and that was pretty recent. That used to happen a lot back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years having that hanging over you. Imagine waiting for a knock on the door like that. Yeah. His parents died thinking he'd done it. Heartbreaking. What a show tonight, man. We've had... I mean, CJ was a brilliant opening guest and we're still getting comments on Twitter about that. It'll be a podcast Monday evening. It's it's one that, if if you've just tuned in, first hour was incredible. Get the podcast on Monday. But off the back of that, we've had... And, you know, independently of that as well, we've had some cracking calls tonight. We've got Bertie, we've got Alan, we've got another 15 minutes or so before Killer Kellner comes in. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. The phones have suddenly got very, very busy. Um, So let's go through these. Let's go to Bertie first. Good evening, Bertie. Hello, can we change class and have Emma, the lady that answered my phone? She's so intelligent and was really, really funny. I think she'd be good on the airwaves. Let's get rid of class. Okay, why are you putting on a fake voice? I'm hung up. Why are you putting on, what was that? Did you understand any of that? I understood it was from a ball bag. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand. Was there a phone number for that? No, it was, it? With, with, well, it was, they're, it was they're a on a payphone. They weren't on a payphone. They were on a payphone. When was the last time you saw a bloody payphone? Unless it's in some sort of institution. I didn't understand what they were saying. I couldn't hear. Call back again and try it again because I couldn't understand what you were saying. Let's go to. Um, but, 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 but thanks for the call. It's only filled 22 seconds. Let's go to Alan. Good evening, Alan. Alan, do you want me to translate what that person said? Yeah, go on. What did they say? They said something about get rid of calf, and I, and I agree with them for a complete different reason. Oh, go on. Go on. This is controversial. This has turned into controversial. Right. Remember when you went on holiday or wherever, and um, calf was, was um, filling you in with that other girl? Yeah. Good. She, um, She's in the 50s. What's the right word? She insulted a miller crying. 
she insulted uh, the Messiah. And I can tell you who she insulted. Not me, Jordan Peterson. She insulted him. That bellend. Who's Jordan Peterson? How a bellend. How dare you say such a thing? It's only words, mate. If you like Jordan Peterson, you know it's just words. Yeah, but what, why do you not Are you like butthurt him? about it? Oh, is he, oh, he's no. the, oh, he's the no. guy that speaks up for men that, that don't yeah. have sex? Yeah. Oh, I no, see. I, I'm religious. I can't have sex till marriage. Just as well, eh? I don't believe a word of this, Alan. What's your real name and, and where are you calling from? I'm calling from Manchester and my name's Alan. Okay, um, but you can't be as thick as you're coming across as. Right, you're going to be calling me thick because I voted for Brexit in a minute. You'd be like, oh, oh you're, this is a spoof call. No, I don't care. I, I know people who vote for Brexit. I don't think you're thick because thick that. I think you're thick because of everything you said up until this point. But you're doing a character because no one no one could be as, as, as dumb sounding as you are. Just tone the voice down a bit because it sounds it sounds too thick. All right, is that better? Yeah, that's better. Go on. All right, can I tell you something else? But, uh, of course you can, mate. Oh, I've, oh, I've accidentally oh. pressed the cut-off button. Let's go to Nigel. Good evening, Nigel. Oh, hi, yeah. Hello, hello. Nigel. Uh, I, was late. I was watching Iron Man, so I, I, I rang up. Uh, the signal wasn't bad. Wasn't the signal's bad, terrible. You sound very... Is, the, is your phone near your mouth? Um, no, it, it's, the part, it's the part of the house that's bad. It's, could, it's you go, could, could you go to a part of the house where we can hear you, Nigel? Oh, I'll try my bedroom there. I'll try my bedroom. Okay. Oh, I'm feeling ever so t- I've gone back on my antidepressants now. The, is, has the doctor told you to do that? Yeah. No, no, I, I hadn't stopped. They were due today, you see, so I haven't stopped taking them. Okay. I, but I, I, hadn't, I had missed two days. Now okay. I'm ta- I took one, but now I'm okay. quite as long tired. As, as long as you're following your doctor's suggestions. That's, yes, that's I've only the... had one, and that was about, that was um, like at okay. six, six right. o'clock. Well, I'll say so yeah. again, as long as you, f- you just follow what your doctor yeah. says, that's all. That's all I'll say. But you can take t- one and a half if you want to. Not, I, used to I don't, Nigel, 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 listen, I can't really mm. talk about how much and when you should or shouldn't take no, your I medication. Know, I know how much to take because I've been follow, on a long time, so follow, I know what I'm doing. Follow, yeah. follow your doctor's instructions, yes. all right? I always do, yeah. Good. All right, well, how's things today? Okay. The, the, the photos on... on um, yeah, we retweeted it. The photo of you and Helen Grant. It's on. It's on Twitter now. Uh, yeah, and someone put it onto my Facebook for me. Yeah, we retweeted Facebook. it. It's a good picture. Uh, retweeted it where? Onto, on t- onto on on Twitter. One. On Twitter, we retweeted it on Twitter. Yes. Onto your page. Well, I. T- I t- <laughs> it was yeah. on Twitter. Your Twitter. Yes. With the tick. Yes. Well, your your one's got a tick. That's my one's real got a tick. Years. My one's got yeah, your. You could, the way you can tell mine and Catherine's Twitter apart is my one's got the tick and Catherine's hasn't. No. Despite her Catherine, trying many, many did times. Did Catherine get my message last night because I tweeted Catherine? I don't know. Uh, uh, did you, Catherine? No. Uh, the, 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 it said Catherine Boyle, and, and it's got um, it's got the recording of me singing a song on it as well, the video. Oh, we, do, we, don't, we get stingers. We both get so many tweets. It's, it's always hard, and I, d- I never watch videos or li- click on links. And no, by one the way, of your recordings is on uh, Catherine's page. Okay, well, she, was she, uh, what I'm saying is we don't really get time to mm. click on links mm. and look at videos. And can I just say to everybody asking me, yes. can you follow me so I can DM? No. Because mm. here's the thing. Every time I've DM'd someone, A, it's either been sexually inappropriate, or B... It's just not been worth it. And, and I did one the other day. One the other day, someone said, can you DM me? It's, it's about, uh, mm. about a film. And I went, and I did. And 
it, it wasn't worth it. So no, I, I don't know. There's no, I'm not going to follow anyone to DM. I'm really, really sorry. There's a reason I don't do that. There's a reason I don't have a public email. There's um, a reason why you guys can't can't message me. You can phone me three hours every night. It's, so. um, Go on. it's my birthday on Monday. Happy birthday! Happy Hap- Monday. Oh, in that <laughs> I case, myself a card. Okay. Oh. And I put mum on it so to pretend it's from mum. So I thought it's appropriate. That I is. Said, a... I said it. I said it comes from mum. That's a lovely thing know? to do. That's a lovely thing to do. And um, mum and dad actually, yeah. I put on there. That's a lovely thing. So to I've do. got something to remind me of mum, and it's got a, 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 a push bike on it. Uh, a, fi- a fish bike. Uh, a cycle on a it. Push you bike, know, a push bike. Push bike. I'm sorry. Fish bike. It was a fish bike. Fish can't ride fish bikes. Bike. Billy Bass might be able to, but no one else. They used to call them push bikes, didn't they? Push bikes back in the old days, which is weird because you didn't really push them; you'd ride no, them. You call them ride bikes. I tell you, what, I, I've ride got bikes. some presents from Christmas that I haven't even opened yet because I bought, I treated, you know, spent a lot on myself at Christmas just to cheer myself up. Yeah. I've got these model airplanes, the Harrier one forty eight scale Harrier that's not, I'm not started. Oh, beautiful! And and, uh, and uh, I think I've got a Spitfire. These are bigger ones; they're not the tiny ones. Yeah, and I've got. I've got um, a stealth bomber, oh. quite a big stealth bomber. Yeah. Uh, but what I what I bought Christmas, which I, I haven't even opened yet, is for nineteen ninety nine was, um, what is it? Now? Wonder Woman doll. You know that the actual the figure from the film. Yes. Uh... It's a, it's a, it's a proper figure. It looks like a real person. You you've know, um, you, Nigel, you've got a CD player, haven't you? Uh, yes. Okay. Of course, I've got several. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just wondered. Um, all right, Nigel. Well, listen, it's uh, what for? I just wondered. Listen, it's good. To, so your birthday's on Monday, yeah? Well, then m- yeah. Monday night is is Nigel's birthday special. Shall I do um, a song on Monday then? Yes, with, please. With the karaoke machine, some backing. Yes, um, a proper a proper song. That Barry Manilow one. That'll be nice. All right, listen, we're going to go because I want to get one more call in before we finish the show. Have a lovely weekend, Nigel, yeah, and we'll I've speak to you on Monday. I haven't sung before the Beautiful. Barry Manilow give, one. All right, give, uh, us, I, give us a I'll new one. I'll do one on Monday then. All right, good. see you later, Nigel. Have a good weekend, yeah, mate. Have a nice weekend, Ian. Bye-bye. 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 What's bye-bye? Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> Good evening. It's all kicking off tonight. You're talking about booby milk. I used to have it all the time. Well, so did I, but well, when I was like, well, no. Oh, I never got it. I had it for five years when, when my partner had my children, and, and uh, yeah, I had it for five be- years. Be- did you go, did you go, baby hungry, mummy? Baby hungry, mummy? <laughs> did you? <laughs> I don't, I'm, be- not, I'm not going to go my private, private be- conversation. Baby hungry, mummy? <laughs> Oh, but you're not saying no, Dreamweaver. Sorry? You're not saying no. (laughs) I'm not saying anything at all. I'm just saying I used to say lovely things to her. (laughs) What would you say to to your partner when you were an adult so you could suckle on her breast? Tell us the lovely things you would say. Let's hear it. Well, with my firstborn, his name was Arahi, and, and... I used to suckle on the other breast, and then he used at the to same, me not off. at the same time. Yes. Is that weird? A bit. <gasps> Flipping it, man. Well, we were all hugging. We used to do na- naked Celtic yoga together. We had two. Cho- we have two children, and we used to do all of that together. 
that was seen as weird. And yes, yes, I know. Why it was taken away from me? You know, yeah. you know all about that. Yeah, well, Sorry. There, there we go. That's all right. But what would you say to her to to be allowed to partake in the um, life juice from Mummy's breast? Nothing. It would just be lots of hugs and and just work your and way lots down. Of that's how. It, yeah, that's how. It, here's the thing. Comfort, here's the thing. Comfort, which, here's the thing. Which people don't do. They don't. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is how a lot of the best fun is had. Is just by just gently working your way down, going a little yeah. bit further than you meant to, and just seeing what happens. And more often than you're not, you'll, you'll find that there's there is no resistance. Wow! Did you say, did you say going down further than you should do? That's exactly what uh, I said. He, he said a lot of things that he shouldn't have said. Blame You know what we're I'm, talking I'm about? I'm blushing now. I'm... Yeah, not as much as Martin Kellner, who's yeah. just walked in. Goodness me! So go on. Listen. So what have you called in for, you, you mucky boy? Well, are, are you, are you I hungry? Are you hungry for involved. mummy? I, I've, only, I've, I've been at the gym and swim and sauna tonight, and wow. I've come I've come back to my flat. Right. And, and I've listened, put on the radio, I listened it's to a bit of reggae, UB40, for a little while, and I thought, oh, band. Ian and Kath, I need to listen to them. Yes, correct. And then I heard some guy ranting on about this and that, and that. Why do people involve themselves in so much of this that's going on, instead of focusing on themselves? Which Focus on your spirit. Within right? you, Focus on it? your chakras. Focus on yourself? Focus on your chakras and your pineal gland. Oh. Your third eye. <laughs> or is it your fourth? I get confused. Where's your book? Where's your book? I need to have your book for a while. I'd love to write some stuff in that book. Oh, I forgot about the book. We'll have to do that, Dreamweather. Thank you very much indeed. Some gyms are open 24 hours a day now. What for? Weirdos like that. Good evening, Martin. Good evening to you. How are you? You've come in a very... Yeah, it was interesting, all that stuff. Yeah, Yeah, very interesting. Let's let's call it interesting. Um, Don't embarrass me by asking me what I've got on this show. Well, what, I, well, don't actually, what, I don't know well, what else to ask him when he's... What, what do I ask him? Well, between... Why guy? Between one and five, I'll be playing the part of Martin Kellner. There we go. A, Come a, on. A washed-up broadcaster. There we go. Who's probably gone on a little bit too long. Um, because, as you'll know from Lorraine yeah. Kelly's tax case, she plays the part of Lorraine... Did you see all that? Her agent is tax-deductible. That's incredible. Well, so what a woman. So is mine. What a I'm woman. I'm a sort of latter-day partridge. Yeah. And uh, th- that's the part I'll be playing between one what, and five. What a yeah. woman. What a... I love Lorraine anyway. No, well, I know. You've been on a show. Oh, but I, also, I've times. always had a soft spot for Lorraine. I read that, I thought, that is, that is clever. That she is, is remarkable. It. I mean, she's quite remarkable. I, yeah. I used to do a little bit on TVAM years and years ago in the sport and yeah. on a Saturday morning and I'm talking about the 80s now and she was the Scottish football reporter yeah, yeah, yeah. and sort of looked you know she didn't look anything like as fantastic yeah. as she does now it's amazing the these... moment it turned for me Catherine I was on a bus going up Oxford Street mm. and I saw Lorraine Kelly walking down Oxford Street in a brown leather suit that was the moment and that was about 20 years 25 years ago and that was the moment I went Right. I see what's going on here. This is a very talented woman. Very talented. Actually, I've got something on the show tonight. Yeah. Um, do you... Uh, I mean, you're not the sort of person... <laughs> I've got something on my show tonight. OK, there's a first. There's a first, Martin. First. There's an absolute you first. 30 seconds. OK. Um, you're not the sort of person who ever goes around saying, do you know who I am? However, yes. uh, there was a chap in Hull, and you may remember this, it was a YouTube sensation who said, do you know who I am? Uh, Ronnie Pickering. Oh, yes. Yes. Ronnie Pickering. Yeah. They've put up a plaque in Hull oh. to Ronnie Pickering. He's got a blue plaque Beautiful. at the moment where he went absolutely bananas yeah. and said, do you know who I am? Yeah. Ronnie Pickering. Brilliant. So we'll be talking to the guy who's put up the plaque Beautiful. to Ronnie Pickering. There you go. You see, I'll be listening. Yeah. 
listening to that on the way home because there's sod all else on the nothing, other channel. It's all there's nothing at this time. They turn them I mean, all off, don't they? they? They pretty much do. Uh, we, thank you very much, Amy, for this week. It's much appreciated. We will be back on Monday. Don't forget, on Sunday night, you can watch us um, down the rabbit hole. And about half past two, I'll be doing a late night chit chat club. Stay tuned. Martin Counter is next on Talk Radio. Talk Radio, 24-hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.